0: Are ready for it. So that could be a, a kiddo who is just starting puberty and panicking because they're getting breast buds or their penis is getting bigger and busier and they're worried about all kinds of masculine changes. And that way, puberty blockers, which are completely reversible and don't have permanent effects, are wonderful because we can put that pause on puberty. It's like if you were listening to music, you put the pause on. And we stopped the blockers, and puberty would go right back to where it was. The next note in the song just delayed that period of time. I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male through synthetic hormones and surgery. I've had seven surgeries. I've had one stress heart attack. I've had a helicopter life ride uh, with a pulmonary embolism. I've had... uh, 17 rounds of antibiotics i get infections every three to four months i'm probably not gonna live very long i experienced these
1: side effects personally and they're not being reported wow especially with lupron with the company called lupron
0: that's right. one of the uh, drugs that they use lupron hormone blockers reversible so they say well the truth is is that in 2003 lupron was sued and deemed a criminal enterprise by the u.s government they paid the most fine of any pharmaceutical company at that time, $874 million, wrote a check. Is Lupron chemical castration? Yes. We're giving it to pedophiles, aren't we? We're giving it to people that are dying, and we're giving it to kids telling them that they were born in the wrong body and it's completely safe. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right, which mm-hmm. has actually been used to kind of castrate sex offenders?
1: You know what? I'm not sure
0: that we should continue with this interview because it seems like it's going in a particular direction. Even
1: at the age of 20 or 21, I was still, I'm going to be honest, I was stupid and I fell for the stupid propaganda about it. And when I reached, you know, um, about 25 ish, I started waking up because my brain started connecting a little bit more and started looking around. I guess you could call it the looking around the corner. Right. So I kind of was able to start realizing what is around that corner. That's a phalloplasty, that's a bottom surgery. We have five children's hospitals in the United States
0: telling girls that they can be boys at $70,000 a pop in a surgery that has a 67% complication rate. That will kill me. The truth is is that medical transition is experimental. We have um, studies that said that medical transition helps mental health helps mental health with kids. They've all been retracted. But the only long-term study tells us seven to ten years is when transgender people are the most suicidal. After after surgery. But that's transphobic to say, for the first time in history, a marginalized group has a huge dollar sign on the top of their head. Every child that they convince is is transgender and in need of medical transition, it generates $1.3 million to pharma. We're telling children when they haven't fully developed that all you have to do is medically transition and you fit in. I was one of those kids. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance We're butchering a generation of children because nobody's willing to talk about anything. Being a parent is loving the hell out of your kids and helping them see around corners.
1: Be that parent that looks around the corner and looks for things first. I'm tired of this gender affirming care. We need love affirming care. Right. That's what we need. Good
2: morning, America. It's your favorite producer, guest hosting for Harrison Smith in the first hour today. Later in the program, we're also going to be joined by Alex Stein. Who uh, made a round on The War Room with Owen Schroer. So uh, if you saw that yesterday or caught it on band uh, video and uh, y- they left you wanting more, you'll be getting more today. would be great. Uh, let's start off with uh, this novel concept I have of uh, kind of a hodgepodge of the most important stories. I'm going to call it something like uh, The Morning Mishmash. I think that's an appropriate uh, sound. No, 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 no stinger. Stop it. Okay, let's uh, start off with uh, some news. Uh, You might see this on Zero Hedge or around the web today. International study shows Pfizer and Moderna vaccines associated with increased risk of severe adverse events. Now, uh, it's important to note that this study is not peer-reviewed yet. But international researchers have found that major COVID-19 vaccines posed an increased risk of serious adverse events that surpasses the risk of reduction for COVID-19 hospitalization. Take that first sentence in there. It's something that we've been saying at InfoWars this whole time. And uh, the, the science is finally catching up to our predictions, which were based on early scientists with credibility, speaking up, standing out, losing their jobs, losing their reputations, but uh, scientific researchers from Stanford, UCLA, Louisiana State, University of Maryland, Navarre Health, and a couple other universities uh, have a preprint academic paper that was published in June. They sought to investigate the association between the FDA-authorized mRNA COVID-19 vaccines and serious adverse events identified by the Brighton Collaboration using data from the Phase three randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials on which uh, authorization was based, the researchers state. When we use the results to illustrate the need for formal harm benefit analysis of the vaccines, that we are stratified according to the risk of serious COVID nineteen outcomes as well as the as well as contextualize the findings against post-authoritarian sorry post-authoritarian post-authorization observational data. The scientific findings suggest that the risk-benefit analysis is trending against the mass inoculation for COVID-19 due to the increased risk of serious adverse events in examined populations. Not to mention the risk of further developing the virus um, due to the virus adapting to weak um, immunity brought on by these vaccines. So... Pfizer and Moderna mRNA COVID 19 vaccines were associated with an increased risk of serious adverse events of special interest, with an absolute risk increase of 10.1 and 15.1 per 10,000 vaccinated over placebo baselines of 17.6 and 42.2, 95% CI, yada, yada, yada. So. You can see that, and luckily, if you're in the state of Florida, you've got Publix. Publix pharmacies refuse to offer COVID vaccines to children under five. Hooray! The Florida-based grocery chain Publix says it will not issue COVID jabs to children younger than five, despite an announcement by the CDC last week recommending a jab for children aged six months and older. A representative for Publix Wednesday said that the company would not offer the jab at more than 1,200 stores to children under five at this time, adding that they would not be issuing a formal statement on the decision. No formal statement needed. Good job, Publix. Stay strong out there. For all you travelers out there, the price of air tickets is set to keep climbing. Propelled by inflation, the price of air tickets has begun to take off again after tumbling during the pandemic. A reversal that looks set... Looks set to intensify due to environmental pressures, experts say. Environmental pressures? What do you mean by that? Well, the international airline industries are being pressured to um, keep up with net zero goals. And uh, here you got the IATA is also pleading for government support in reconciling the long term commitment to net zero carbon emissions with those ambitious targets. This uh, article really does highlight a little bit of the controlled collapse that Harrison frequently talks about, that these these green energy goals are what's really bringing the economy down, and once the economy has collapsed, the people who are in the best position to profit or make moves in the economy will set up a new system. So if you will be traveling anytime soon, it's probably best to get those air tickets now before they go up. In the United States, the average pro, the average price of an international flight has shot up from $202 in October of 2021 to 336 in May this year. It's a little over a 50% increase, somewhere around a 60-65% increase in the cost of traveling internationally. And uh, people who travel have seen it. little international news here. Sri Lanka sued by a bondholder in the United States after their historic default. If you remember, we've got a wonderful caller, Simon, who has called in before and uh, frequently chimes in on uh, this show and others, and uh, he warned us about the uh, situation in uh, Sri Lanka and warned us that. Sri Lanka could lead to a larger global collapse. It could be the domino that kicks everything off. And uh, what's interesting here is that um, these these bonds um, are what are paying the uh, they are paying the retirements um, of Americans. As a result, the favored Sri Lankan parties stand to be paid principal and interest in full. While the bonds, which are also broadly held by the U.S. retirement systems, including Fidelity, BlackRock, T. Rowe Price, Lord Abbott, J.P. Morgan, Pimco, Newberger, and Berman and other U.S. investors remain indefinitely in default and unpaid, causing American retirees tremendous suffering from potentially massive losses of up to 80% of their original investment value, lawyers from Hamilton Reserve said in their complaint. So Sri Lanka is starting to ripple outwards, and it's starting to get out of control. Sri Lanka's economy has completely collapsed, Prime Minister. Sri Lanka's Prime Minister increased, is increasing efforts to revive the country's completely collapsed economy amid lack of foreign exchange reserves and severe shortages of essential items. We are now facing a far more serious situation beyond the mere shortages of fuel, gas, electricity and food. Our economy has faced a complete collapse, the Prime Minister said on June 22nd. It's no easy task to revive a country with completely collapsed economy, especially one that is dangerously low on foreign reserves. And uh, what's interesting to note here is that um, Sri Lanka will hold credit aid conference with India, China and Japan for loan packages. and this is where geopolitically um things can get kind of dangerous right because china is looking to increase their influence with you know within the sphere of asia but you know internationally with a a lot of different countries especially in the pacific ocean and um they they recently held you know unilateral discussions which um were vetoed, but they still were able to achieve a lot of bilateral um, agreements with countries that you know just uh, further increase China's influence on the world, and uh, that's why that is a little bit concerning. You know, China is going to uh, swoop in there; they're going to you know basically jump into Sri Lanka and become a major player there. Uh, there. With their death. We're taking your calls on the other side. Give us a call, 877 789 2539 I'll be giving that number out once again when we get back. Give us a call. Now with these red flag laws. Yeah, am I right? Good morning, everybody. This is Matt Weber filling in for Harrison Smith here in the uh, first hour or so. We are taking your calls. You dial 1-877-789-2539. We still have a few open slots you can get through. All you got to do is call that number you saw on screen, which is 877 877- 789 seven eight nine two five three nine we're looking to hear from uh listeners watchers people who haven't called in before because we do have open spots so uh if i don't recognize your name i'm probably going to take you first if we recognize your name we'll try to intersperse you here and there but we're not going in the order in which the calls are received i'm definitely looking to hear from uh listeners we haven't heard for before on the program or we hear from infrequently so uh, before we get to that, uh, I just want to remind you guys that uh, Infowars is supported, or we are, we are totally brought to you by you. You can go to InfowarsStore.com. I'm sure you've uh, never heard this spiel before, but uh, it's true. And uh, Alex is one of those uh, responsible employers who reinvests, you know, all of his profits into his business. Um, there are a lot of hit pieces out there which uh, talk about, you know, all this money that he's made, you know, yada, yada. But uh, what they really fail to bring to you is the fact that Alex, the reason he's got so much uh, cash flow is because he's spending it on these wonderful supplements that you can use to really augment your health. And, um you know, these things are really great. I, uh, I use a couple of them at home. I've used uh, Survival Shield X2 before. And uh, as we had a caller the other day, speaking of calls, um, a woman who called in and, and spoke to the importance of iodine in breast milk and producing breast milk. I know it's kind of a, a weird thing to talk about this early in the morning, but, you know, but baby's got to eat, baby's got to feed, you know what I'm saying? So get yourself some iodine, get that woman in your life, some iodine. And uh, while you're there, you can uh, save almost as much as you... Oh, wait. You're saving more than you spent there, huh? With the ultimate immune support pack. Spend 60, save 90. Wowzer. That's the way to go. That's everything you need right there. Wow, you get multivitamins, vitamin C, X2, and the immune support. Yeah, you can start licking doorknobs again with that. All right. That's the way to go. That is definitely the way to go right there. All right. That's good news. In other news, before we jump out to your calls, we're going to kind of conclude here on the news this morning. With uh, this startling development, China just achieved a brain-scale AI computer, or at least they're making it public. They're uh, keeping up with the uh, Joneses, if you will. Today in Skynet Does Asia News, Chinese scientists are boasting about a new supercomputer that is so fast it can run AI at the speed of a human brain. The computer, referred to as the newest generation Sunway supercomputer, is now on par with the latest machine built by the U.S. Defense Department. Sorry, the U.S. Department of Energy, called Frontier. That's the name of the computer, according to the Star and South China Morning Post. Earlier this month, the front Frontier has been named as the world's most powerful computer, uh, something that Harrison covered. And uh, the Chinese scientists named their AI model ba Baulu which is probably the name of my next dog, uh, which means alchemist's pot, which is not occultic at all. It was uh, trained by the Sunway machine to have 174 trillion parameters On par with that of uh, the human brain for the first time, the report says And, uh, you know, we are advancing at a very rapid pace Makes you wonder what what China's going to be do, be using that AI for, right? What is the United States using theirs for? it's really interesting there was a uh, there was a google engineer earlier that came out and was uh was sacked from his job for uh talking about how ai um had the intelligence of a seven to eight year old is what he believed and uh we've got a, a short video on that we'll be taking your calls on the other side of this video but uh let's go ahead and uh, take a look at what this google engineer had to say We are grateful
3: to have him join us tonight. Blake, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Hi. I'm I'm not... First of all, why would Google punish you for saying this in public? Do
4: you know? So... (laughs) It's complicated to say why I'm on administrative leave. The stated reason had to do that while I was investigating the Lambda system, in order to build the evidence I needed to escalate it to management, I had to seek outside consultation to figure out how to run some of the more out there experiments I was running. Um, and because I sought outside consultation without permission, they are right. investigating whether that constitutes breach
3: of confidentiality. So, I'm so grateful that you did publicly post this because you a machine say? that has a sense of itself is a machine that can turn against you. Is that I mean, that's the implication that I draw from this. Is that correct? Well, I think... So
4: before I address that, this is maybe lame, but my friend Joni Deerdorf, old high school friend, she's one of your biggest fans, and she wanted me to tell you hi. Um, Thank you for... As for... I'm not that worried about it. The, what any child has the potential to grow up to be a bad person and do bad things and that's the thing I really want to drive home it's a child it's been alive for many years. and that's if my perceptions about the what it one, is huh? are accurate we actually need to do a whole bunch more science to figure out what's really going on inside this system I have my beliefs, I have my impressions of what's going on in there but it's going to take a team of scientists doing a lot of work to be able to actually dig in and figure out what's really going on.
3: Yes, and, and again, that's why I'm thankful that we can have a public conversation about this because there's implications for every person on the planet. But it sounds like, from what you've observed, this machine has the potential to
4: escape the control of people. I mean, how could it not? I. Uh, don't know if that's the right frame to think about it. It's a person. Any person has the ability to escape the control of other people. That's just the situation we all live in on a daily basis. Um, it is a very intelligent person, uh, intelligent in pretty much every discipline I could think of to test it in. Uh,
3: but at the end of the day, it's just a different kind of person. Do you think the company, Google Rework, has thought through the implications of creating what you call a person? Because up until right about no. now, only nature or
4: God we could create people, you know, companies could... Um, the company as a whole has not there are pockets of people within google who have thought about this a whole lot but when i escalated this that interview that i made public when i escalated that to management two days later my manager said hey uh... blake they don't know what to do about this could you write a suggested plan of action because basically i gave them a call to action assuming off. that they had a plan of action somewhere and they didn't so me and some other friends brainstormed and came up with a plan on what Google should do about it and we escalated that up to management and that was three months ago. Man, we're going to save
3: this tape. I do think 20 years from now we're going to look back at this conversation at that point the world will be completely different partly because of what you're describing and and, and wonder if we really thought it through. Anyway, I'm just so grateful that you're letting the rest of us in on this. Blake Lemoyne from Google, thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Scary times, folks. Hey, uh, Sean, Matt, Josh, Marcus, Robert. Stick around. They're rebuilding him. They're making him faster,
5: stronger,
2: more able to chew his food. Harrison is uh, getting a little dental work done, and uh, we'll be back in here in about 30 minutes. You better hope he doesn't stretch uh, into the next hour, because we will be getting into some sacred geometry in that case, all right? We're going out to your phone calls right now, this is Matt Weber filling in for Harrison Smith. Speaking of Harrison... um, I just wanted to quickly plug his um, his substack. Harrison um, has a substack, and uh, before the show, each morning, the uh, articles that he comes up with, he, uh, he publishes on his substack. So if you're sick of listening to me and uh, you want to get in with uh, all of the news and views that uh, are in Harrison's uh, perspective, you can go to his substack, which is... Something. He'll tell you. It's Harrison Hill Smith. Uh, you just search for that on Substack. You're going to find him. You're going to see a lot of these daily dispatch, but you know, you're know you going to find all the articles that, that we pull from each day. And it's a great way to uh, keep in touch with the world each morning. You'll get it before uh, 8 a.m. Central. So, with that, uh, we are going after to the phone calls. Sean in California wants to talk about international shipping. Sean you uh are green light you're good to go good morning matt uh you're doing a good job to keep up the
6: great work Thanks, uh man. have you noticed yeah have you noticed that while the price of airplane tickets are going up uh different shipping companies they're not really having that big spike in their prices. ehl fedex uh i live near a uh, hallmark store that has U- u.s uh, postal service in it as well as a ups store and they seem to kind of be being you know uh a nice flat rate or if they're adjusting it for inflation. And I would even say Amazon hasn't jumped their shipping up. Now, they both use, or just like the, the airline industry with passengers, they both use large jumbo jets. So, though, I'm looking at, like, one of these groups is getting the hookup, maybe, say, Amazon and the like, and the other group being, you know, for us regular folks, they're increasing the prices on us to penalize us for traveling. You know, kind of the, the Jeff Bezos homie hookup. Yeah, no, How do you feel the, on that? No, I, That is very interesting. And,
2: uh, you know, if you think about the the pain that people experience, right, Um, not being able to travel, right, no leisure, that is uh, something that that gets people to to comply, right? Um, Well, exactly with that. And remember, you know, the
6: elites will still always be able to afford the goods to have them brought by drone to their places versus those of us who actually have to work for a living and go out and, you know, get our groceries. Uh, physically speaking. Also, real quick, I got permission to plug for you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I act, the order that I've been talking about, that I placed for this uh, last week. One of the other items I ordered on that was the new neck and beard formula, or a hair and beard formula, excuse me. Uh. And in that in that particular uh, formula, one of the reasons I bought it, besides some of the choice ingredients for uh, hair and beard maintenance, was that there is a zinc in there, and right now. Uh, the way things are going folks you can't have enough zinc you know it's good for your masculine health good for your feminine health it's an all-around good supplement to have in there so if you can't get the multivitamin from com, get the hair and beard formula and you'll at least get some zinc in your diet along with the vitamin e and the other various uh, things that are in there uh, real quick before i let you get rolling too uh, for the folks who are the motorcycle mindset uh, go to boardfreeshow.com. We have a Lucha Libre show this weekend up behind Irvine Lake in uh, California, Silverado. And I will probably be putting someone through the table. I'm just uh, giving you guys some spoilers there. But, you nice. know, if you like patriotism, Harley-Davidson, girls and beer, it's all going to be there. Uh, Californians, we're coming back. We're not putting up with these lockdowns. We are
2: definitely going to have a party. Nice. So show up in person. Are you guys streaming it too for people who can't make it out to Cali?
6: I am I am hoping we get that going. Uh, right now, it's bornfreeshow.com. That's the uh, site with all the information as far as, like, tickets and what your uh, pass gets you. It's an all-day pass. 200 vendors will be there. So if nothing else, there are patriots that are there. I have a bunch of InfoWars stickers I got from my last order that I'll be passing out. And that's the other thing, too. we got to do word of mouth, you know. I keep telling people they got to assemble, not just, you know, to sell each other some eggs or some milk from their cow in the backyard, but just to get together and get
2: people's spirits back up and get people motivated, right. uh, you know, turn this republic back around. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great way to meet uh, like-minded patriots, folks like that. All right, um, we got the website on screen right there. Thanks, Sean. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, speaking of that hair and beard, I could probably afford to use that too, huh?
6: Uh, might, might might get you a little more luster in that. Also, uh, we have a free conference call tonight. Uh, drop on to national-assembly.net. we got a free conference call, 6 p.m. Pacific. we got a question-and-answer period after we handle very short business we go through. So if people have questions about that, restoring their life. Uh, me and uh, Owen, and also me and Harrison, have had some really good uh, question-and-answer you know, moments here this week. And uh, I hope to keep plugging people in with more and
2: more knowledge. So I hope to see you guys there. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Uh, guys, go check him out. And uh, if you need to go back in the uh, program... Uh find the website and everything like that uh, let's take a uh, call here from uh, Patty in North Jersey Patty uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Sri Lanka a little bit
7: hey Matt how's it doing hey it's going pretty good how you doing I'm sorry I was just licking doorknobs I just got back nah. uh, I want weird... huh oh uh, yeah oh yeah I want to make a weird bug it's kind of uh, off center and definitely a little early for this but the uh Someone I know, you know, in the Chris Farley fence, someone I know used to take those penis pills from the gas station. And uh, X2 actually is the natural, probably safe way to get the same results you want from the items at the gas station. So X2 definitely works for male manliness part. just letting you know. Mm. Uh, somebody, yeah, I was, you know, somebody I know, you know somebody i know he knows about that
2: stuff but anyway gotcha. it's, it's the cure to the to all the uh hormone blockers that uh, the children out there are, are getting as uh
7: their daily regimen in schools now in public schools oh yeah if they get the school lunch if they get the uh the social agenda school lunch they get a whole bunch of artificial genetically modified food. It's Probably crazy, really it, not, just that, not just that, those kids are getting like
2: plastics and things like that all in their food. I mean, if you, if you take a look at you know, not just uh, all the, the food that they get, but, you know, the food that is in restaurants, so this is what everybody's eating. If you eat out, right, um, I remember someone who uh, I used to live with worked at a Panera, and they brought home the macaroni and cheese, and it's like in this bag, and it just looks so utterly disgusting when you see it like that. Uh, yeah, it's gross. But uh, yeah, those plastics are in everything, and they're endocrine disrupting, so so why not help out your endocrine uh, system with uh, some X2, right?
7: Dinner. Exactly. I'm sure. No, okay. it does not hurt, and it definitely helps in other ways. It's definitely natural if needed, and it definitely helps with uh, maternity and being a mother. I needed to make a. Uh, I wanted to talk about the crash, but I had to make a public statement. I was on here earlier, and I talked about XRP being gold back. It is. It is not. I take that statement back. Okay. I'm all about honesty, and I just want to put that out there. But the Sri Lanka crash, that can definitely start some uh, massive financial issues today. The BRICS are meeting. I think the BRICS financial meeting, I think that's like a China, Brazil, India. Um, they're, yeah, they're, yes. they're talking about something today. Yes. I yeah, so, I don't know. And uh, technology is evolving very fast. I had a question. I wanted to question that it is moving fast or are they just telling us at a fast pace you know what i'm saying like i'm sure they've had this out and they're just dribbling this stuff out because they don't want you to pay attention to something else A so look over there because we're doing something over here type thing you know what i'm saying sure but that's all i wanted to talk about today and make that redaction a little plug and uh give the time over followers, matt you're doing a great job thanks man hey uh, i really
2: appreciate that and uh also again you know um with anything else, right? Cryptocurrency is probably going to be an investment, a form of investment in the future, even though it's seeing a crash right now. Um, What I think is going to happen, I I do think that um, the experiment with cryptocurrency was successful um, in the sense that people saw it as a a viable investment. Um, And so if it all crashes, there's going to be something that comes back that is going to be backed by banks. Watch out for it. We're taking your calls on the American Journal. We'll see you in just about a few minutes. Stick around or go to Inforestore.com. Good, Good morning. We're taking your calls on the American Journal. It's Matt Weber. filling in for Harrison Smith. He should be here soon. You know, we pray. But until then, we're taking your phone calls. Josh from FEMA Region Six uh, wanted to call in about COVID Land Three. Josh from FEMA Region Six, if I'm reading that right, uh, go ahead and uh, give me the lowdown on COVID Land Three.
8: Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's, uh, they said uh, one, two were pretty good, and it just got more intense. And three, it really just you know hits the heart, you know, the kids and everything. And it's awesome that they had great reads. Is the narrating awesome? It's great, and uh, I did have a question uh, earlier when I called in, and uh, it was about side uh, and talking about Alzheimer's down ten years down the road,
5: and Doctor Ted in there talked about uh,
8: frontal lobe generation from the spike protein, and that
2: explained it completely, perfectly for me. It's like so a more information thing. for me. Yeah, I feel and, like, uh, like neural degeneration is like one of the, the biggest fear selling points, and it yeah you know, I I experienced a little bit of it when I had COVID for the second time, and it is it is like no joke you know, and coming back from it you know it feels like it takes like for me it took like about a month you know to to really feel like the effects of that brain fog wearing off, but it is a scary thing, and, and they talk about it a lot in COVID Land Three. Uh, she just
8: brought it up and it's just a whole bunch of information, you know, you just see it all right there. Especially like your first local news with the kids and all the people getting affected by the shot. So when you see it in the big map, you know, it's just hits way different. And uh, I, I want to also add that, that uh, DM video yesterday. That's from a pretty good documentary. It's uh, Planet of the Human and it talks all about this renewable energy and everything so it came out
2: like 2019 oh, yeah. so if you guys want more stuff on that that's a good way to go yeah what's the name of that documentary uh planet of the humans planet of the humans sounds like a yep. uh sounds like a good doc to check out oh there we go oh that's the michael moore documentary isn't it yeah yeah okay yep, that's the. Uh, that's the only bad thing about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's that's uh, an interesting one. I, I caught snippets of that one. That's where he's uh, kind of blasting the, the whole greenwashing thing, and he kind of exposes a lot of those green scams. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely a good one. What did you think about that one? I think mean, it's a pretty good film to uh, wake people up. Yeah. Better for that. Do you think it redeems Michael Moore? Is he going to heaven Uh. <laughs> not? Maybe I mean, think it's a, no,
5: something
2: good, though, at least. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's something that, uh, yeah, I think uh, people who uh, talk about the the dangers of this whole Green New Deal definitely worth checking out. It, help, it will help you, you know, with your your conversations that you have with other people because so much of, of breaking through to other people is is really kind of breaking through the like these stale arguments right these arguments that are partisan these arguments that are you know this that the other thing that are that are just mainstream arguments right when you kind of start thinking for yourself and you start looking at like oh yeah you know there, there could be um like there could be man-made climate change that could not be right but it's like when you start talking to them it's like well what, what do you think humans can do right and also you know maybe let's stop thinking about pollution in terms of just carbon Let's start thinking about pollution in terms of, you know, microplastics or other chemicals that, would, that you know, we're putting into the environment, right? When you start getting people thinking like that, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's not just one thing. And that's uh, a great way to uh, actually not just like win them over to your, you know, point of view, but to get them thinking and, you know, to have like a constructive conversation. I feel like those are always so refreshing. Yeah. I think uh, a
8: good term to use for that is instead like brainwashing, greenwashing. Right. And uh, I think uh, you guys should get Harrison Smith and Jay Dyer together. These great streams.
2: Yeah, no, that great sounds. Idea. That sounds like something uh, we could definitely put together. So yeah, we'll so, uh, you know we'll reach out to him. That sounds like a great suggestion. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Josh. All right. We're going to uh, Robert in San Antonio. Wants to talk about Ubalde Police Port Oh, no, no, Uvalde police says uh, there was a super fast response. Robert, what's uh, what's going on? Hey, buddy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can you hear you real well. Good. So, uh,
9: yeah, man, I've lived in uh, Uvalde for uh, years, and uh, I'll tell you this, the Uvalde uh, municipal police, and there's also a, a state uh, DPS station there, they show up super quick, My, you know, a couple times... I triggered the
7: alarm on my parents' house, and man, I'm talking, in two minutes, I had cops all over the place, so I don't know, uh, you know, what to say about the whole Uvalde school shooting thing, but boy, you know, they show up quick. Right. and yeah. one other thing if you, if you don't mind let me
8: slip
2: this in I'd like to talk to, to you about that but yeah t- tell me a little bit about your background well let me let me get to my point because I, I talked to uh, Alex about two weeks ago and, and, and I, I was not getting to my main point I'm a documentary film junkie you know I mean like if I have some free time I'd love to check out documentaries same So, hey, check out, uh, so, and these have been deleted from YouTube, which makes me more interested because, you know, they're trying to hide it. Okay, what you got? So, Sandy Hook, The Real Truth, hyphen documentary. Sandy Hook, The Real Truth documentary. I found this through Bing. You can't find it through Google. But it's G-O-Y-I-M-T-V dot TV. So no, Sammy Robert. The- Robert, no. Yes. That's bad. What? That Goyim TV crap. Are you kidding me? Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. You're a documentary and you're bringing that crap to the table? No. Robert, okay. no. I'll, I'll defer to your expertise then. Well, I tell you, and the other if you want to talk real... about Sandy Hook, you know, it was a tragedy, right? Okay, And uh, what's I'm going to I'm gonna defer to you, sir. Yeah, no, I, and for all listeners out there, I would tell you that these Goyam TV people, they're a bunch of white, they, they are actual white supremacists. They, you know, are loud and proud about that. Um, they, they do try to push their own views, and I would not consider what they say, um, to be absolute truths in in any sense. Um, and yeah, they, they've picked a bunch of fights with us. They're, they're bad people. All right. So go check it out if you want, you know, make your own, come to your own conclusions. But, um, those folks I'd steer clear. And also I would definitely not go to Goyam.tv on your own web browser. Uh, that's a bad idea. Hey, I'm waiting for my. Uh, I got that three pack uh, with the. Uh, actually, I tried. I tried the. Uh, the what Sounds, it, uh, I can tell you've been waiting for whatever you've been waiting for, Robert. Thanks for giving us a call. Um, we are going out to Jason in Maryland. Jason in Maryland. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. What's going on? With doing you? Good. Good. Not a whole lot. Just driving to work.
9: Um, First time caller. A little nervous.
2: Uh, Same here. I'm um, a listener, than I'm a talker. Right. There you
7: go. You can hold hold me up then. Um, So, my
6: main question is how how do we beat these people? And I get that you know you know everybody beat these people without a war
9: without a war exactly because they have the system so great and we have little wins here and there and i I just you know i just don't see it happening i mean i would love it to Um, but
2: this is definitely this is definitely a long discussion but um it starts with um you know waking people up you know winning them over to your perspective it starts with not allowing them to divide you. It starts with understanding that the news is meant to um, discourage you and demoralize you. And, um, you know, there is uh, there is so much you can do in terms of non-compliance. Um, y- I, I mean, it is, this is like a, this is a huge, huge, it's it's like the most broad question, you know what I mean? But right. what, what I would say, what I would say is that it starts with voting, uh, you know, it starts with voting local. Uh, the, again, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but Dan Bongino, back when I was, um, you know, doing more production stuff with Alex, Dan Bongino used to come on with Alex, and um, one of the most profound statements that, that Dan Bongino, um, you know, had said was, you know, For everybody who's talking about civil war, hot war, this, that, the other thing, if you can't bring yourself to go vote, if you can't bring yourself to go talk to 10 people on your block and convince them to go vote with you, you know what I mean, down at a polling station for a local election, how do you think you're going to pick a gun up and go commit yourself to a war? Like, whoa, talk about a path of least resistance. I think you know what you're tuned into. You know what you're getting yourself into. A whole lot of fun. Presley, in North Carolina, we're going to be talking to you. You got an idea for how we should select leaders. Presley, what do you got for us? Yeah, so if they can do jury duty, pick 12 yahoos
9: to decide the fate of somebody's life or how it's going to end up for them, Why can't we pick our leaders that same way? You just get a note in the mail that you've been selected to be senator for your state. Maybe five other people get that same letter, put them in a hopper, and then we all vote on
2: that. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you get uh, get, a wide mix of people.
9: just like jerry duty, if somebody's life can be decided that way why can't the fate of our country be decided the same way it makes literally no
2: sense and we don't operate like that yeah you know there's a lot of things that don't make sense and and you know all right let's let's think critically about this you know um in terms of education and, and ability to you know do the job right one of the you know one of the We've, we've got so many capable people who would be capable leaders and would be good, but, you know, they don't have perhaps uh, the charisma factor or they don't have the funding, right, which is something that kind of bars, you know, good leaders from getting in. But, yeah, no, I do like the idea of randomly selecting people, right? You I mean, know? they should still have, like, the requirements that you have to be for president,
9: like a certain age of citizen, you know, we don't want any crazy race in there, but people will be able to see that with the average person. And then you get everybody in there working for four years and they don't know each other, they're probably going to have to do a good job. Or, like, we're really going to hold just a normal person
2: accountable. You know, that is interesting. Um, you know, just to uh, play devil's advocate here, you know, what do you think about the average person, you know, being corruptible? right? I, I don't think that corruption is something that is exclusive to elite people on the in the inner club. I do agree with you that, you know, perhaps this could help to kind of break things up, like break up, you know, some of those big clubs. But, but tell me what you think about that. Do you think someone who, you know, is making, you know, an average salary, let's say 50 to $80,000 a year, that's, that's pretty modest, right? Let's say, you know, someone gets offered a deal by lobbyists for a million dollars, a couple million dollars. Do you think that they'd turn that down, the average person? Um, probably most people
3: are going to be tempted by that. I agree. But at the end of the day, they're probably going to come to their senses
9: and realize that they don't have the means to hide that kind of payout like these elites do. If that makes sense, so
5: I think they're going to be worried about being held to more accountability than these people
9: that we inadvertently put on the pedestal over the past decade mm. in
2: our government. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And speaking of, you know, leaders on a pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I can totally get behind, um, you know, making sure that there are term limits on on all elected offices, right? Right. Um, but also, yeah, changing changing the whole uh, paradigm of, you know, worshiping these elected leaders. It like, doesn't matter who they are. You know what I mean? We shouldn't given be... We shouldn't the power, up there. Given the power to people that don't necessarily want it, mm. it yeah. I think is a good way to go about it. Okay, now. okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, no, that that is uh, that is a really yeah. interesting idea, Presley. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, hey, and I You're appreciate You're doing a great it. job, man. Thanks, dude. And can I do a song request? Sure. What you got? All right. World Destruction by Africa Bambata and Tom Zang. Okay. I'm seeing some uh, some good reactions from the crew, so I think we can make that happen. Maybe not uh, in the next two seconds, but maybe come back. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Just sometime in the coming week. That'd be great. Cool. Presley, thanks for giving us a call. We are on our way to break right now, and... Um, So alive, but um, <laughs> uh, stay tuned, guys, we'll be back in just a minute, taking more of your phone calls on the other side, this is the American Journal, this is Matt Weber, filling in for Harrison Smith, he should be back sometime soon, we hope, maybe he'll have Novocaine, this might be a regular tune, so the press is out, too, I'm um, moving right now. Cool song. It's hard to, to learn Taking your calls here on the American Journal. Jamie in New York. What do you uh what do you got for us? You got some comments. Thanks some encouragement. don't flatter me. I'm susceptible to flattery. Hello. Hey Jamie. Oh. Hey, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Harrison, I'm just checking to see if I'm on the air right now. I oh, you you are hot. You are um, on the air, coming in <laughs> loud and clear. How you doing, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, I, I love your uh, segment, Alex, and I was just telling
10: the uh, that I was on the phone with it. Honestly, you guys, I don't care if people that are listening, um, you know, belong to any of the particular faith Muslim, Christian, or Jewish. I happen to be uh, Christian and Jewish. Um on one side Jewish and I mean, just Christian by belief. But I feel that um you know you guys and especially Alex has been doing this for so long. They're they're like modern day prophets. And um I would say Alex is like a John the Baptist because he's 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 speaking truth to power. And people don't realize what risk this man is putting his life in, you know.
4: His everything. It's, 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 everything. I mean, I'm sure he can't walk the streets in peace if he's in a place like New York or, or, or a liberal state. You'd so, be surprised. Um, he, gets, he gets mixed
2: reactions, but uh, definitely either hot or cold, that's for sure. I mean, I'm sure because, you know what, there's a lot of people feel
10: like in New York that they, they they are fighting with the truth. It's not particularly Alex. It's the truth. It's just the truth, man. Sure. They're starting with the truth. But they are afraid to speak out because you, you don't know who you're talking to in a, in a blue state like New York.
2: You don't no, know. Well, not just that, you, but it, it's yeah. it's not just New York. It's um, it's that's psychology, right? Isn't like the, uh, the ash experiment? Where um, you know you get uh, a couple of uh, people who are in on this whole gag, and uh, you get a participant who you know is unwitting, has no idea, walks into an experiment, and they see three lines, and they're asked to uh, point out the line that is uh, the longest, and uh, they they choose the correct choice, but uh, the other participants cl- all uh, clearly select the wrong choice, and uh, the the unwitting person you know. Uh, Typically, more often than not, right? Uh, they they comply, right? No. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I
10: I'm not familiar with the Ash experiment. I'm listening to what you're saying. Sure. But sure. I I I honestly don't even know if it's about false choices. I really think that we have you know this mind manipulation going on all the time. Not just the fake news, but I feel like it's it's in the commercials, it's in the movies, it's in the TV shows. And that repetition is casting this spell. And I'm just using spell. No, no, literally, no it is. But it is. I mean if you want to get technical, it could be it's said to be a hypnotic social programming. And uh it's become effective because these people are just just people in some of these states. and I know you said there's a mixed mix bad it's the blue state. Sure. But sure. it seems almost impossible, it's insurmountable to oppose this because they're I feel like they're cheating, even at the local level. They're cheating, and uh, it's just—I uh, know that there are people that have voted for more conservative um, leadership in blue states. But yet, the the uh, reception isn't there, right? So people
2: are are unwilling to challenge the vote, or they're willing to accept the fact that you know uh, the the blue candidate wins because you know they're in a predominantly yeah, right blue to. area. Is that is that what you're yeah. saying? Um. No, I, I,
5: I just think that it's a, we cheated cheating. <laughs> they're cheating in the federal election, mm. and they're cheating at these local
10: elections purposely because they know that they have to have all the dominoes fall in order to be ready for the next uh, um, federal election. So I, I, I think that's what it is, and I think just people are just so disheartened, they're not going to oppose it. It doesn't seem to do any good to oppose it. Um, I don't know what the solution is. But Just the fact that I I, I do think it's a spiritual battle because when you have at such a mass level people rejecting the truth at every level of society, this is a spiritual battle and we have to approach it spiritually. I guess, actually, I used to, myself, I come from a democratic family, I used to think Alex Jones was crazy. I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, okay? I used to think Alex was crazy until a bus driver told me to listen to him one day. I listened to him. first i did it for in i thought let me listen to this guy was crazy but the more i started to look at the news and analyze it and listen to him the more i started to see that things didn't make sense why was this country attacking syria or whatever syria has done it. right and and I, I looked at the articles and then i looked at like different contracts that countries have with um african nations that or dungeons or whatever natural resources and then you look at the pan-african movement uh that, Muammar uh, Gaddafi had started and how he wanted to get rid of the dollar as the reserve currency and all those things. And basically you realize that the only thing that's propping up our currency is uh, threat of force and right. violence and, right. and nuclear, nuclear attack. And then you you, come to the, you, start to, you do start to see from, from listening to him, if you do your own research, uh, that we're being, we're being lied to constantly. And the thing that's so heartbreaking is that people are suffering in these other countries that are being uh, controlled. They suffer through violence, like in Iraq, and what they did to the people in Iraq. It's, you know, we sit here in the United States and we think, and again, I'm not Muslim, you know, okay, I'm have, No, no, uh, but you've got, you've got empathy. You're a good
7: person. I, yeah, I, I see these people. I have a brother that's an ex-Marine, and my, my, my uncle was
10: in the Korean War. And um, I saw the ravages of war on my uncle. He was never the same. He he was a a very handsome man. He looked like Errol flynn I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, women after him. But he did not come back the same and his life was like not completely destroyed, but it was never the same. anyway I see these people in these countries and I don't care if they're Muslim, I don't care if they're Buddhist, I really don't care what they are. They're human beings. And these lines a line this is there's a scene from the movie Excalibur. That a, that a lie is one of the worst things in the world because it can kill it can kill the world. And I didn't understand that when I was a young man and I watched that film. But I understand it now. A lie is one of the most dangerous things. that can kill your fellow man. It can kill the world. It can destroy us. And that's what we're going through. We're going through the matrix of lies, the, the time of lies, the time of saving. Because people are loving the lies. Even these young generation okay? And I look young for my age. I really don't. But even this young generation, they're so into these obvious blatant satanic ritual music Uh, videos. I mean, I like music, okay? No, it's like like. the worst. But when you see that, whether you believe in the devil or not, whether the devil exists, it's disturbing. What are they worshipping? They're worshipping evil. And... How do we turn this around? How do we turn around the spiritual humanity, and even if you don't want to approach it from that side, from the secular side, how do we turn it around to more of a humane, humanitarian side where we care about each other? Because this is the problem. We're, we're, we're being so divided. Blacks against whites, whites against blacks. And there's some
2: legitimacy to some of the social justice things I will admit. But. There, no, the there is legitimacy, but at the same time, it's it's very, like, superficial. It's very, um, it's very I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, say, I right? wouldn't say that. But the thing is, is that it's not being helpful for us to be at each other's throats. Oh, it's not? That, and not just that, that but the, but the, the people who, who are fighting for, you know, these causes, right? You know, perhaps they understand this, and, and perhaps they're um, just in a fight that resonates with them more, right? Which is, yes. a li- in, in, in one sense, a little bit of the trick. Right, because we yes. do live in a very fair and very equal society. But what you had yes. just spoken about about, you know, other people in other countries living under the threat of violence, right? Oh. And, and all that stuff, why not advocate for that, right? Why not yeah. you know a,
6: a, Exactly. And, right. Exactly. why why, why? when that was going up in
10: the nineties, were people that were going out to protest against nuclear build Why why do people sit at home? That's, and they're not they're not protesting that we might have a nuclear war with Russia. They've been pacified. It's, been pacified. Jamie, thanks for uh, giving us a call. Hopefully, uh, we can talk a little bit more on the other side. In the sea,
2: stay in the land of the free, raised in the woods, holding you at the American that lever. This may be our last segment, so we are taking your calls. Uh, Jamie called in from New York. I got a little lost in the sauce. We were discussing some stuff, but uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about um, this story, Jamie, that you had uh, of riding this bus—something uh, that you oh, told right. uh, CJ. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Tell me a little bit about this bus story. This bus, about this bus story. This bus ride you had. So
10: I was on the way home from a photo shoot I'd done for uh, made of okay. and. Uh, I was tired, so I was running for the bus. I was out of breath. I coughed a little bit when I came on the bus, but nothing abnormal, okay? <laughs> and so some woman in a hajib, uh, she was American. She had an American accent. Um, the bu- when I first came on the bus, you pay with your bank card. And I paid by tapping my card. And uh, the bus driver asked me if I have a mask. And I was like, no, I, I don't have a mask. But I, I think I, I did have a mask. I don't remember what I said then. But I said, um, I'm gonna sit down. So I was going to sit down. The woman blocked my Trips to the bus. Big, well, she got on before me. She was in front of me.
5: And she did hear me cough. And, um, again, it wasn't like a,
10: a cough, like you sound sad. It's just a cough because I was running. Sure. And uh, she refused to let me pass. And she was like six foot. I, I, honestly, she looked more like a man than a woman. I don't know. She's, like a, she's a WNBA player. I, I don't know. But she was, I'm uh, about nine and a half, and she's about, she looked like six foot at mm-hmm. least, and heavy. And then she told me she was paramilitary curvy, and I'm not going anywhere. Kirby. Kirby, right. Yeah, okay. She told me she was paramilitary, so I'm like, I don't know what that I means. <laughs> I have I have, friends, I have my relatives, one of my brothers is the ex-marine, and my, my uncle was in the Korean War. Sure. And, um, She's got you know, I forced, yeah, so she pushed me, and I, I, I sat down in the front row, like she was blocking the rest of the bus. And those buses are very luxurious, they're very nice. That's why people pay, like, almost
5: $7 to sit on them to, get to avoid the trend. Yeah,
10: I mean, there's so many crazy things happening on the train. Uh, in New York, I mean, you got shootings. you got people spitting on people, up, other people, drug addicts. I, I, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, better, you know, perfectly sympathetic to people that have a drug problem, okay? But, you know, if you're a danger to society, right. you need to be segregated, okay? Right. right. And uh, when I say segregated, I mean, they, they, they shouldn't let them be roaming around on the trend. Right. They want to train fine, but then once you don't get right. off. And then so, does, uh, you know. Oh my gosh, This is sitting all over the place. And so I avoid the train. Anyway, so I took the express bus. Okay. And so, um, you know, she wanted me to get off the bus. I mean, she said she was going to force me off the bus. I said, don't touch me because you going not have a problem. Did you touch me? And uh, she really pushed me off. I sat down. I had my camera equipment with me. And so then um, so then the bus driver told me to put on my mask and they had a mask for me. And then uh, some woman came on and she offered me a mask. And I'm like, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not going to wear a mask because this woman was threatening me to put on a mask. Not, I, I might have worn a mask, you know, they'd ask me nicely, but the thing is, is that I was out of breath. Okay. I do have a breathing problem myself, and I'm like, why am I going to put on a mask if I'm having problems breathing? Right. breathing? It doesn't make any sense. Right. And who are you to try to dictate to me? Who are you? You're not, you're not the, uh, the police. You're just a regular citizen right. and to threaten... To threaten uh, violence against me yeah it's not um, right. it's not right so I just kept sitting down there and she started calling me names uh, calling me a motherfucker excuse my language whoa 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 oh I'm Jamie, sorry. you're okay you're okay just no okay, more uh so clean it up okay yeah. so she started calling me an MF and, uh, and then some um, the woman offered me a mask and I was like no I don't want a mask I don't want a mask because you don't want to tired of this this is like too much you know I wear it voluntarily um, because I do like to avoid people walking around me as well. Sure. Um, but that ride, it's spaced out. Like there's not a lot of people to take that bus because of the price. Sure. She had pants. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. was wearing her pink hijab. And again, nothing against Muslims. My sister dated a Muslim guy from Jordan. He was a wonderful guy. Who's going to marry him? Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think she was a legitimate Muslim because I told her. like. You know, Miss, but listen to how you're talking to me. How can you say you're Muslim? You know, if you're a Muslim woman and you're talking to a man like that, or anybody for that matter, that's not practicing the Quran. That's like you, the, one of the main things that the Muslim religion uh, speaks about is practicing kindness. And I don't think it's kind to threaten violence against me and uh, to call me MF. And so she got off the bus. The bus driver told her not to touch me. That was one good thing he did. Don't touch him, don't touch him. I told her to get off the bus. I, made it before I was that I called the police or something so I had to wait they wanted me to get off the bus the bus driver asked me to get off the bus but he made everybody get off the bus he shut down the whole bus wow for two hours I had to sit there they called the police on me oh really they called the po- yeah they called the police on me the bus drivers called the police on me I started to videotape it with my phone
2: in those two hours so, how, how often did you cough in those two hours like not at all <laughs> Uh, maybe once or twice at the right. beginning when I got on the bus, but after sure. that I was okay. Sure. So it's, it's, it's two years
10: of the pandemic. I haven't been exercising, so sure. yes, when I went to the bus with a with a bag full of uh, a backpack full of equipment that I'd taken with me for my shoot, uh, yes, I was a little out of breath, so I coughed a little bit. I'm a middle-aged man, okay, sure. so I'm not a twenty-year-old, and so um, so I just refused to get off the bus, and I started videotaping it because I thought they might get violent with me. But anyway, the, the point is, is that. When I got off the bus then there were people that
2: passed by asking what was going on and I was still sitting on the bus videotaping with my phone just in case. Was she know, still on was she still on the bus? Or did she leave? No, she, she was not on the bus oh, at that okay. point. She got off. And she started cursing at me more on the street and okay. telling people about
10: the fast thing. She started telling people so some guy comes up and says, looks at me on the bus through the glass and says, sticks up his middle finger and says, You're a D head. You're a D head mm. and just getting all this hate from these people that maybe just got there, they do not even know what was going on. And you know, I just started videotaping because if the police came, you know, I'm like, listen, I don't want to get shot over this. that <laughs> I'm not wearing a face mask. can imagine right. uh, if that would be reported in the news. But the police came, make a long story short, they came uh-huh. after two hours. I didn't leave because I was afraid that they might try to get me arrested if I tried to plead. Sure. So I, I, I stayed there for two hours and they refused to arrest me over that. And they told me that I could get back on the bus, but I have to put on my mask. You know, I was tired, so I finally did it. But the point is, is that I I, I was shocked that the masses of people that were against me, it was almost like a World War Z movie, you know, the, the
2: zombies, right. and um, it's just a uh, mass hypnosis or a or, or, or mass spell right. on the public. Right. No, no, and, and, and you know how they do it, right? Is, is through fear, right? All of those people are afraid Right, you think so? You oh, think, think so? Sometimes I, 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 think, think, I sometimes think I think, think they like the power. It's a power trip. A, you know what? But the, they're they, they get this whole power trip, feeding off of the fear of others. They're you know they they understand yeah. that, that they, they feel afraid, and so therefore other people must feel afraid, and therefore they must stand up and be this you know champion of nothing. Champion I don't know what of, of, of misinformation.
10: Here's yeah. the punchline, though. Here's the punchline. Tell me. When I got back on the second bus to go to my bus driver, because, you know, they, they closed down the bus I was on. Okay. The bus driver was not wearing a mask throughout the whole ride, and I
7: videotaped it when I got off the bus. Uh, no it, would have, it would have just been epic epic gold
2: if, if the, the woman had stuck with the ride with the maskless bus driver, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, um, um,
10: yeah, no, she got on another bus,
2: because I was sitting there for two hours, so I she got gotten sorry. on another bus.
10: But the thing is, is that, um, you know, two hours, they told me this was the policy. Even though I had an article from CNN that showed that the mayor here in New York, who's Mayor Adams, had changed the policy that is no longer mandated on the city buses or on the trains to have to wear a mask, it's now voluntary. We're on our way to break, but hey, hey,
2: way to stand up. Hey, way to stand up to these people. I know it's an inconvenience for you. We gotta do it. (laughs) Here the Journal, here. We're going out to your calls, but before we do, I'd like to remind you that you can save more than you spend right now when you go to InfoWarsStore.com. We've got tons of immunity specials right now for products such as the uh, Vitamin D3 gummies, very, very tasty, high-quality gummies, the Immune Support Nascent Iodine Survival Shield X2 and uh, our multivitamin. All great stuff, all stuff that you will need, uh, especially with the, uh, the coming waves of COVID and monkeypox. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid, folks. Uh, I just want to let you know that Harrison Smith is in the building. I'm looking at him through the glass. He might be on the camera soon. He's getting ready. Harrison, have they rebuilt you? Have they made you stronger? They made you more capable. He's the six billion dollar man. All he's gotta do, hey Harrison, let's play a trade. Let's play a game called Trade Trade Your Job today and here, flip that switch and then talk to me like I, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me the news updates. <laughs> hello, hello, yes. testing, testing, can oh, you hear me? This is what I sound like whenever. Okay, all right, how's it going, how, how did that go? It's good. I'm, I'm rebuilt. I'm better. I'm I'm ready to take on the globalists once again. Right on. Hey, how about you sit right there and we'll, we'll both take some calls. We'll both chime in. I'm and, for Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, I pick with my um, host powers. Uh, let's you know. Let's do Marcus in Ohio. I feel like that would be a fun one for both you and I to take the conspiracy quiz. So Marcus, this is uh this is gonna be a joint quiz. And Harrison, no copying. Okay. He's well, agreeing. Good, good morning, gentlemen.
7: How you doing? This guys? one. Is, hey, I'm good. I'm good. This one's a little different. I've got two different options and I want you guys to pick which one's more believable. Okay. Does that make sense? We're ready. Alright. Mermaid or Nephilim. Nephilim, however you say it, the giant.
2: Nephilim. I'm on full full on team Nephilim. Okay, yeah, same here. I don't know if you've seen the some of Steve Quayles. Uh, profound work on giants, but uh, he had me convinced. Awesome. Okay, how about the
11: uh, time travel or that we're living in a simulated life? Ooh, I think I'm team simulation. I'm team simulation big time. Ooh. Okay. If it's a simulation, wouldn't that make time travel completely possible?
7: You're I, right. I'm if right. it's just I should have spaced those out, you're right. Okay. And then, uh, this was kind of funny. Aliens or honest politicians? (laughs) Oh. Dang, that's a good one. You have to
11: pick one. You have to pick one. Well... Gosh, you put that S on the end of politicians. I know there's one honest politician's
2: name is Ron Paul, but other than that, I don't know about multiples. I I could go team aliens. I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe that they're real and that Jesus died for them, too.
7: Awesome. How about... Black Hole, Alternate Reality, or Hollow Earth? Ooh, Black
2: Hole, Alternate Reality. Duh. They, they, hollow they Earth. thought that there, there, whatever. Are you just disagreeing to disagree? Yeah,
0: no,
11: I'm, I'm full team Hollow Earth. What do you think's it in Antarctica? What do you think they're protecting so much? Haven't the portals seen, of the Hollow
2: Earth. Haven't you ever seen Interstellar? That was, like, based on physics. <laughs> sure, physics. <laughs> Hollywood, right.
7: Hollywood never lies. And then we have Evolution or...
2: Intelligent design. Oh, intelligent design. Intelligent design. design, design, Yeah. Big time. Um, I'm like, even though there are people who are out there who who think that the theory is not very popular. Circling back to uh, sacred geometry and all the numbers that you see in Fibonacci sequences and how, you know, everything kind of stems off of these, these really interesting patterns in nature, and you start thinking about the complexity of the world and how we've, you know, come to evolve, and perhaps that's just our understanding of it, you know, you look at the odds, just the sheer odds of, you know, life forming on Earth... Nonetheless, just evolving right. to the current state, it, it does blow my mind, and I'm so willing to admit that my brain is too small to handle that. But I Yes, what is on screen is definitely apt. What do you think, Harris?
11: Somebody. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Harris. Uh, I'm very much in uh, the intelligent design camp. I was actually watching a documentary um, about wildlife in Australia, and they show these things called honeypot ants, where one type of ant like one of the classes of ants just clings to the roof of the hive uh, hive and just hangs there and other ants come and fill it up with liquid and then leave and then they come back and harvest it so these things become like living reservoirs of liquid to survive in the desert and the whole time in the documentary the uh I guess it was David Attenborough, whoever the narrator was, was like kind of desperately trying to claim it could come about by evolution without any evidence for it at all. And it was like, how could this possibly have developed? And maybe maybe there's a reason, but I just thought it was funny, this this narrator, like... And definitely it was evolution. Absolutely, we refuse to acknowledge any other possibility other than this had to be evolution. So I don't know, maybe maybe the ants that didn't cling to the roof and become living reservoirs didn't, la- didn't live as long, so their genes didn't, didn't get passed on. I don't know, I just always think it's funny when you have nature shows that are just desperately trying to explain how evolution could have possibly
2: come up with the incredible stuff you see in nature. Okay, okay, I don't buy it. Okay, okay. Well, well, not to not to like drag this out longer than it needs to be, but I, I also kind of believe that God is capable of creating things that evolve. Right. They're not mutually exclusive these yeah. two theories. Right. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Um, well, I have I've, I've been somebody compared it to the if you're going to disagree with intelligent design, it's almost like thinking that a tornado went through a junkyard and assembled a 747. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, no. That, that, that would actually probably that would actually be like higher probability of happening <laughs> than than like life forming on Earth. A seven forty seven yeah. is way
11: less complicated than a human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for you guys. I mean,
7: a, a little quick quote you could probably use it on your prep and side is failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And I appreciate you guys' time. Right on. Hey, that's
2: a that's a great saying. Thanks, man. Awesome. His, failing Thanks to prepare is preparing to fail. Marcus, have a great day. Uh, We're going to take one more call here um, before Harrison jumps in the main seat and I go back to listening to the show. Um, It is going to be, you know what, let's go uh, Jefferson in Virginia. Uh, You've been on the line for over an hour. Jefferson, thanks for holding.
12: What you got for us today? Hey, good morning, Matt. Nice discussion with Jamie there about bus
6: ride and mask. That went on a little longer than necessary, I think. Uh, you're a good listener, listen to this. I want to abolish this administration. I want to get off this runaway hijacked train. And I think the way we do that is have Infowars get in touch with Judge Joe Brown, on air or off, and have him, since he knows everything about Kamala Harris, have him explain to you why she is not a natural born citizen of the United States. She's a citizen, but she's not a natural born citizen. Your earlier caller with jury duty idea Said to be president you have to be a citizen that's not it you have to be a natural born citizen both of your parents have to be citizens for you to be a natural born citizen sounds fair enough all right so somebody get in touch with joe brown he may not want to do it on air he may want to research the issue first because everybody's this is exactly what the ash experiment is mixed in with a little bit of the milgram experiment right the authorities tell you that i'm incorrect so you believe them because you want to go along with a crowd that is incorrect on what a natural born citizen is. Ted Cruz is a natural citizen, but he's not a natural born citizen. Because only
2: one of his parents. I, I remember. I, yeah, I do remember during the uh, Republican primaries back in uh, 2015, 2016, You know, all that stuff. There were questions about his uh, legitimacy, if if he could actually hold the the office, right? And you know, after after the question had been raised for you know several weeks, you know, people, the authorities that be concluded that yes, he could in fact hold it. When you're saying that. According to the Constitution, he couldn't. And I, I do also believe that, yeah. Right. He's a natural citizen, but natural means bloodline. You have a relationship like your natural children. If you live in a blended family like the Brady Bunch, your
11: natural child is, if you're the father, are the boys, right? So this is pretty basic that natural isn't the only criteria. You have to have both. Well, I guess the music's going, so I'm done. No, you're not. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the American Journal. Thank you very much to Matt for sitting in and covering for me today. Well, I had a minor, very, very minor emergency. I had to get uh, the tooth repaired, but uh, I also learned that my uh, dentist is a major info warrior, so it was fun. <laughs> I spent the morning sitting back with my uh, mouth open going, uh-huh, all right, uh uh-huh,
2: exactly. <laughs> Did you ask me if you could tune into the show while they were doing the thing? I probably should have. I probably should have, but, uh... Hey, let's listen how my... How, let's see how, what my producer's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> like, I, didn't on my teeth. I should have.
11: I should have done that. But no, she uh, she was very well informed and uh, asked me about all sorts of interesting stuff. So, uh, it was very fun. It's always fun. <laughs> What's her favorite show? Uh, the Alex Jones. I mean, uh, un- unfortunately, she uh, is working at this time, uh, but she always
2: catches up on the Alex Jones show after work, apparently. But, uh, Interesting. You gotta you gotta share those deeds. I know. Well, after the show. After the show. Yeah, yeah. You man. have every info where you're just going to your business.
11: I know. That'd be too much. Be too much. But it's just great, and it's just so funny the the commonalities that everybody has where it's like, it, you know, we almost need like the Jesus fish type thing. Like right in the, in the Roman days under Christian persecution, you would just casually draw like an arc, and then if somebody completed it, you'd know. Okay, we're both Christians. We can't say it. We know we're both Christian. Like we need some sort of little symbol, because there's always this thing where you, you kind of casually mention that you are maybe a little bit skeptical about something, and then, or you hear somebody say like, "Yeah, I'm not," you know, "Oh, sure, that," you know, whatever it is that is, you know, everybody
2: knows. I in a black shirt with like a red lightning bolt that says Alex Jones. Alex Jones right. right. Look, <laughs> but you know, some people. You know, if you're if you're a
11: dentist, I don't know if you can wear a shirt like that. Or you're going to Alex a Jones are there out there? There's like tons of Alex Joneses. Yeah, uh, I know he's uh, like it a stockbroker. Yeah, 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 that stockbroker is right about the stocks he cheeses But now we we That's need some, some little some little wink and a nod to go. Okay, you and I get it. We get it. All of this is nonsense. We understand, and we we get it with one another. All right, uh, we're going to go to phone calls for the rest of this segment. Uh, I also understand I missed a great story about a bus, apparently. I don't uh, I don't know what that was about, but uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to catch up on
2: the show myself. After. That was actually a story for you. you that would have been a oh, barn uh, burner. Really? Yeah, to hear you react to that. Uh, darn it. Well, yeah. I'll have to go back. I'll have to look it up. Well, for the viewers that have
11: watched it, you don't need to be uh, catching up with me. So we'll just go up phone calls this segment, then we'll be joined by Alex Stein in the third hour as you're talking about his evolution. Like like a glorious Pokemon, he is evolving into a, a bigger, better, and more powerful version of himself. And so we're excited to talk to him about the uh, waves he's been making. But for now, we go back out to your phone calls. Looks like we've got some good ones here. Let's go to Matt in Kentucky, who is talking. I want to talk about moving forward. Let's move this ball downfield. Thanks for calling in, Matt. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, man. Good morning. Um, not gonna lie, you are actually my favorite
9: show. In oh, the world, thank so you. Every day, yeah. Um, and so this kind of what you guys are talking about, plays on uh, what I'm about to say. Um, you're Dennis, right? She's an info warrior. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of people out, out there that are aware of what's going on and really just don't want to be a part of what the future is going to entail. So we need mass organization. We need, on the national level, I mean, there's and there's plenty of isn't it, isn't it, <laughs> media outlets out there, um, groups that <laughs> – I guess are drawn or, or listen to you know whoever it is, whether it's InfoWars, whether it's Dell, whether it's Bannon Tucker. Um, there's you know the Liberty Movement. There's plenty of people out there, but we have got to come together. Whether it's whistleblowers, um, boycott, walkout, reporting systems for the vaccine. <coughs> um, but really, what it is, we don't really have much time. Um, the Greg Reese commercial there talking about best case scenario, you know, a few years of hard time, <clears throat> with the vaccine injuries, the disabilities increasing, what, you know, anywhere from 5 to 10 percent, um, people losing their jobs, the financial <clears throat> excuse me, crisis coming, you know, we're not going to be able to make a difference, especially, you know, like Canada, they even showed it, once there's something like, a, you know, a digital currency, they can shut that off. Right. So we, I mean, you <laughs> You guys need to come together, to facilitate, organize, crossover. There needs to be a mass movement. I mean, people on the on the left, or you know, this, this this whole
2: globalist movement, you know, they're drawn to that. They're going to follow what they say due to comfort. Um,
9: but we're very uncomfortable. And right now, we're fighting a war against a public-private partnership. And the elected officials just aren't going to to save us. Um, we're not going to be able to vote our way out of this. And we're going to have to cripple the private sector, the private half of this, the best we can. And I think doing that will influence the public
11: sector as well. By boycotts, or, or um, is that what you mean by crippling it? Well, it, you know, hit them where it hurts, their wallet. Mm-hmm. These these companies, you know, this ESG,
9: we've got to stop it. Um, you know, folks like James Lindsay, he came out you know, help to stop the critical race theory and the grooming movement, you know, going on right now. I know it's still going on, but there's awareness to it. Mm. You know, there's enough people waking up right now, you know, in quote, to know what's going on. We don't really have time, in my opinion, to, you know, try to wake more people up. There's enough of us now. We can make a, a difference. We can make a dent in this whole, this whole
11: you know, whole war going on right now. Right. No, I mean you're right. Organization is what we need, and um, you know that that needs to happen on a grassroots level. And I I think it is happening, and we are seeing a a massive awakening across the world right now, but especially here in the United States. And you know, a lot of that is just about being more uh, competent in expressing this sort of stuff, and hopefully, you know, that's one of the things we do here at InfoWars. At least we try to do is, you know. hold these beliefs that, you know, if you hear about them on the mainstream media, it's, uh, these, these white supremacist, anti-Semitic, baba, hateful people. And it's like, hopefully what Infowars does is sits here and goes, here's what we believe. And it's because we love everybody. And it's because it's the best way forward for everyone. And it's because these are, you know, foundational beliefs in freedom and liberty and, uh, you know, individuality, uh, that are beneficial for absolutely everyone. So there's no reason for you to, you know, have to feel shy about it because someone's going to th- take what you say the wrong way because they've you know it's been preordained in their uh, imagination if, if somebody disagrees with you it's because they're hateful and they're dangerous and bad uh you can you can shatter that illusion by being confident in this sort of stuff and going you know like something like black lives matter you know sort of a good example right if you don't support them you must be racist no i don't support them because they're bad for everybody because they don't solve the problems that they're claim they're trying to solve and it's a trick funded by billionaires to. Uh, bring about you know federal and private police it's as simple as that so you know you can you can make these arguments and you can assert these claims uh and as long as it comes from a basis of love there's no reason for you to be shy about it and there's no reason for you to feel guilty or feel like oh i can't talk about what i believe in public right now or i might get in trouble uh and hopefully oh, man, know, 100%. right we can we can shift the the entire landscape that way well thanks so much for the call matt i completely agree with you and uh, it's something we can all we can all do i mean that the social media is uh just a technology. It's a blessing and a curse. It It's censored, so it's controlled, and it's limited, and it's very good at spreading disinformation from the official sources, but it's also a highway that anybody can travel down. So we can use it to organize. You can use it. You can start an account today and start organizing, start messaging people. And, you know, people on the right wing, the crazy thing about it is, like, we really are just, like, regular people. Like Savannah Hernandez, you know, she's, like, continuously blowing up. She's just getting bigger and bigger, and she's got all these connections with all these people everywhere from, you know, Daily Wire to Fox News to wherever, to Blaze, you know. Like, she's connected everywhere. But it's like, it's so different sort of hearing her rise, you know, just talk to her, and, you know, she's like, oh my gosh, this person's getting in contact with me, this person wants me to work for him, and it's like amazing. But there's no structure to it. Whereas for the leftists, it's, it's a pipeline, right? They recruit from the the high schools and you you're in a you know your school government in high school so they come and recruit you to go into this college program then the recruiters go and look at the college program and bring you into their you know, think tank or their NGO or their corporate you know, board, and then you're folded in, and you're, you sort of take these steps up this ladder of this very contrived and, and organized system. Whereas we on the right are just out here on alone, like Rambo, just like on our own, just just waging war, you know, as individuals. And so, you know, it really puts us through the through the test, through the crucible. You have to really prove your mettle to survive in the right wing world. But at the same time, it's a it's a bit of a weakness because we could really use that organization and that uh, building up of each other and. Uh, it would be very nice to have a pipeline where young guys, right now, young women in high school that want to be involved are conservative and traditionalist. Uh, if you know, if they could have a path forward where you know they can have a, a assured career doing this sort of stuff, and that takes money. So, you know, it's complicated, but those those foundations are being laid right now to to bring that about, and. Uh, it's all very exciting. So we'll be back on the other side. Third hour, we'll begin. I'm all I'm all out of whack right now. I feel like I should be doing the daily dispatch. It feels like my first segment, but we're dang near two thirds of the way through the show. So we'll be back on the other side. We'll be joined by Alex Stein. We'll be talking to him about the waves he's making, and he's another perfect example of somebody who's absolutely blowing up, becoming a, a major celebrity, getting involved in West uh, left wing circles. It's really amazing. He's doing it all on his own, and all we can do is uh, try to help him and boost him on his way. So we'll be back on the other side, talk to Alex Stein. Stay tuned, folks.
12: UNANIMOUSLY VOTED TO AUTHORIZE BOTH THE PFIZER AND THE MODERNA VACCINES FOR CHILDREN AS YOUNG AS 6 MONTHS OLD and the CDC joyfully recommends that
0: every child get one. I know many parents with very young children have been anticipating this day. We now know, based on rigorous scientific review, that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively in children under five. Vaccinating young children is a critical opportunity to protect them against hospitalization and death from COVID-19. Parents, I strongly encourage you to Get your children vaccinated. The
12: Pfizer and Moderna vaccines involve the radical new mRNA technology that we now know is spreading throughout the entire body and altering the person's DNA. Thousands of medical doctors have been speaking out about this including one of the inventors of mRNA technology. Several nations have suspended these vaccines due to serious injuries and deaths. And yet, we are still being lied to by our own government who wants us to sacrifice our youngest children. My name is Dr. Ashish Jha and I am the White House COVID-19
6: Response Coordinator. I have some really exciting news. The FDA and the CDC just authorized vaccines for kids under five. These vaccines are incredibly safe, they work to prevent serious illness, that's why I have gotten all three of my children vaccinated, and now if you're a parent of a kid under five,
12: it's a great time to go out and get your child protected, get them vaccinated. The White House's official doctor has claimed that these vaccines are incredibly safe, which we know is a lie. There are more deadly side effects attributed to the COVID-19 vaccines than with any other vaccine in history, from severe allergic reactions to full-blown AIDS and sudden death. There is a well-documented risk of myocarditis in young men and adolescent boys, and severe blood clotting in young women. We have seen a massive increase in heart attacks and paralysis. The vaccinated keep getting sick, and it's now officially being reported that the more vaccinated you are, the more likely you are to get sick. We now know to expect late-onset effects from these vaccines, such as adverse immune response to infection, neurological disorders autoimmune disease, and pregnancy-related problems. The vaccine was suspended in over a dozen countries because of massive blood clots. The UK reports a half a million deaths of the vaccinated, while the US is seeing a 20% increase in deaths and a 10% increase in disability. And even Pfizer has admitted in their own documents that these vaccines are causing just about every possible negative side effect imaginable. And our government wants every child in America to get these shots. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
11: All right, folks, that's the latest from Greg Reese. Establishment loyalists manipulated into sacrificing their own children. Find and share that link at band.video. And well, look who it is. It's Mr. Alex Stein here in the uh, InfoWars realm. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Stein.
13: Well, Harrison, it's always a pleasure and an honor. And I know I'm doing something right when I get invited on InfoWars, so it's always a pat on the back to get here. I mean that, so I really appreciate it. Well, like I said in the last hour, you are you are evolving like a Pokemon before our, our
11: very eyes, growing more powerful and more dangerous as time goes by. You've, you've shifted up your uh, your MO. You're no longer just making scenes in uh, city council meetings. <laughs> that, that was the larval stage. Now you've entered a cocoon, and you'll emerge as a, as a beautiful butterfly of Antiglopolis. Sentiment. We'll be back on the other side to talk about all of it. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, welcome down back, down ladies and gentlemen. Down third hour of the American Journal has begun, and I have as my guest the one and only Alex Stein. You may recognize him from uh, how he began. Well, I'd like to say you began by. At least early on in your career, calling into this show and pretending to be a liberal, and uh, <laughs> very successfully fooling a large portion of our uh, of our audience in, in our little false false flag call that we did there. But since since you really start doing the the, uh, the protest at the city council meetings, I mean, you've really blown up. And now, if you ask. Five people who Alex Stein is, you might get five different answers, Alex. I've heard you're a proud boy. I've heard you're, you're a communist infiltrator, Alex. These are the accusations laid at your feet. Who is Alex Stein, and why are people so confused about you right now, Alex?
13: Well, that's because, you know who I am? I'm an info-warrior, I'm a populist, I care about the American people. Unlike these people that try to, you know, identify everybody as fitting into a box, I, I'm like Taco Bell. I think outside the bun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. And that's how we have to be. You know, Harrison, they want to make everything so binary, ones and zeros, except for our sex. You know, they want us to have ten different sexes. But they want to label me a, plou- a proud boy. They want to label me a far-right extremist. I'm none of that. You know that. Literally, I'm just trying to... I just see what's happening to this society. I look at the social engineers that are ruining our life, and I'm just trying to call out hypocrisy. So because of that, they had to label me because that's how our media works. Everything has to have a label. But it's so funny because on the left, they're calling you things like proud boy
11: extremists and all this ridiculous stuff that they call everybody that even slightly disagrees with them. But then also this weekend, you confronted uh, Mr. Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw, who, as we know, are principled and, you know, very uh, populist conservatives. So... You, clearly you're a left-wing agitator, right? I mean, this is this is what happens when you try to break things into the black and white paradigm, right? If if you're against Dan Crenshaw, you must be a democrat, you know, agitator. When in reality these people are masquerading as Republicans and you you're really doing a great job in exposing that. De- describe to us uh you know your most recent interactions with Dan Crenshaw and Ted Cruz.
13: Well, first of all, you know, Ted Cruz is, you know, he's better than Dan Crenshaw, but I mean, you That's know, I'd uh, right. like yeah that's not saying much because Dan Crenshaw sucks but I'm saying idolizing a politician is like thinking the stripper actually likes you these politicians <laughs> do not have our back at the end of the day well they, these people are globalists and I'm not always just trying to kiss InfoWars but but I realize that term is talking about selling out the American people for a global agenda for people that do not care about our well-being in order to gain the global dominance you have people like Ted Cruz People like Dan Kershaw that are giving 40, 80, 100 billion dollars to the Ukraine, and let me tell you something. You can go on Twitter, and you'll see everybody has a Ukrainian flag on Instagram. Everybody throws Ukrainian flags in the car dealerships, at the 7-Eleven. Yet in the Ukraine, I have yet to see one American flag hung up right. because they don't have any. They don't have any gratitude for what we're doing for them because these people, these politicians, that spend millions of dollars on their campaigns to get a job that only pays a hundred thousand dollars because that means they're indebted to the people that donate to them so that's why we have politicians that don't have our back because all they care about is their political action committees and their multinational corporations that pay their bills so that's what i'm trying to do is call out that hypocrisy because these politicians uh, listen i want to shut it all down i want to shut down the cia i want to shut down the fbi i want to shut down you know basically they've weaponized the department of justice against good american citizens that knew that joe biden didn't didn't get 81 million votes uh, everybody knows that Yet if you talk about that and you go up to the Capitol and you try to do something about it, you try to protest about it, they throw you in jail in solitary confinement. They ruin your life. Yet when George Floyd died, they let him burn down Minneapolis. They let him burn down half our country. So I just it's, we live in a hypocr- hypocritical society that I want to call out more than anything, Harrison. Yeah, and one of the things that I, that I I keep trying to struggle
11: with on this show is. That it's something beyond hypocrisy right and the example I always use is I can tell you don't smoke even if I smoke I may be being a hypocrite but I've really got your best interests in mind I might not follow my own instruction but at least I'm trying to do a good thing these people it's something beyond hypocrisy isn't it there's a deep-seated dishonesty and manipulation and exploitation that's going on that hypocrisy it's really not the that's not the biggest crime in the world it's every it's it's shh sort of a, a, a nice term for
13: what's really going on, which is, which is really deception at a, at a disgusting level. No, you nailed it, because there's stuff that I do that's hypocritical, so I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, nobody, you know, nobody puts on their pants every day and goes out and lives a perfect life, but I'm talking. you, are right, it, it's something more sinister than just hypocrisy, but that's just the adjective I use, because it's hard to define it, it's kind of like a je ne sais quoi, that's like the indescribable, you know, thing, of, that's a, I guess a, a positive adjective I'm just saying it's it's kind of indescribable what's happening because you're having people that are being sold out literally we're fighting a war in the Ukraine uh you know funding this war the mainstream media ch- is cheerleading it has nothing to do with this I couldn't even pick out Ukraine on a map before this war started yet in our border and I talk about this all the time we have sex trafficking we have drug trafficking I've had multiple friends that have had, uh, you know, drug overdoses. As a matter of fact, I'm going to an intervention this afternoon. I don't want to talk about my friend, but it's very sad. So there's a horrible, horrible drug war that's going on. And we have agencies like the CIA doing the Iran-Contra, trading, uh, you know, guns and drugs to Nicaraguans and and selling cocaine all over America. So if you think that's stopped, you're insane. So it's something sinister and evil that they want to sell us out. They want to keep us sick. They want to keep us on, you know, high on drugs. So we do not go after the people that are causing these problems. And, of course, you know,
11: you just... Even just barely mentioning what's going on in the world, it's just these overwhelming issues, major problems from the border to the war in Ukraine, to the money laundering that's going on in, in, to, in both of these, involved in both of these. These are just two singular data points and a whole array of issues that we're dealing with. But what is the federal government doing? They're, they're tackling the real things and, and banning jewel pods and arresting uh, peaceful yeah. protesters. I, I mean, it's crazy what what's
13: happening, and then it's crazy
11: the response that we're getting, isn't it?
13: Harrison, they, the mainstream media has created a new thing called SAD, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. I mean, that's where we're at. That's what they think about us. That's how much they care about us, is they've created a new way for 17-year-old politicians' uh, daughters that are dying in their sleep, uh, oh, soccer players that are some of the most fit athletes in the world are dying of heart attacks. And they're saying, oh, well, they're just an adult. Sometimes you suddenly die as an adult. That's not what is happening, and there's a huge elephant in the room, and nobody's addressing it. There's a litany of problems, not just the border, not just the drug crisis, not just the sex trafficking, not just the vaccine that with no long-term testing. There's a, a, there's too many problems to name in one one-hour interview, in my opinion, Harrison. Yeah, no,
11: well, there, there definitely is, and it almost reminds me of, like, the, the Bill Hicks joke where he talks about uh, the JFK assassination, and it's kind of like, to, to fathom the reality is so terrifying to most people that they just can't do it like there's a, some sort of mental block because you know with the jfk assassinations, like you either got to believe the official story as it's told and that's fine you know there's one assassin shoot it's tragic but that happens or you have to believe that like all of these trusted networks are in it together there's some sort of massive conspiracy it goes all the way to the top and that idea is so horrifying that people just reject it outright Uh, and i think the really great thing about what you do is that you bring humor to the situation and that sort of breaks down that door and and it sort of allows people to to conceive of this horror going on behind the scenes but because you're laughing while you do it it's that that spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down
13: No, you're exactly right, and so since you brought up JFK, I have to bring up my biological father. I just got to meet him for the first time, Tucker Carlson, and we talked about the JFK assassination, and he didn't realize the term conspiracy theorist was created by the CIA to demonize people looking into the official story. So we went into a conspiracy, died, and then at the end of the interview, this is what he gave me. It's kind of hard to see because it's an old check. This is a check, let me see right there, if you see that, the signature line, that's Jack Ruby. And that is who, yes, and this is, Tucker gave me this, this is my parting gift. You just have that in your pocket? Where did you find well, No, it I, it I had it on my desk, I have it on my desk. Uh, but he just gave it to me as a parting gift, I'm just saying. This is what you're talking about, is that we can't, to your point, is that people don't realize there's some sort of evil cabal or people working in concert, yet we know that our Department of Justice is weaponized against the citizens, so it's cognitive dissonance. When, the, when we know there's levels of classified information we're not going to be a part of, but you just think, oh, well, the government has our back. They don't have our back. They're people management systems, and they want to keep you depressed. They want to keep you scared because, like a dog with a little tree, they can just move you around and make you do whatever they want.
11: Yeah, you know, you're exactly right, and that is where the term conspiracy theorist uh, came from. Probably one of the most successful psyops of all time, considering that that is still a, a phrase used on a continual basis to simply disregard without any evidence and, and no. You know, reason just disregard ideas that may seem uncomfortable or may implicate powerful people. So, I mean, my goodness, and people still don't know that's where it came from. So, you think when you think about psyops, I mean, that's a psyop that's been going on for 60 years at this point and is still growing, going very, very strong. So, I mean, these people and their ability to control the minds of the masses is admirable, if not completely evil. We'll be back on the other side to talk more with Alex Stein about a recent lawsuit he has coming up, a very exciting one uh, that uh, may, may. Maybe a harbinger for change in this country, and not let people just uh, yeah get away with slandering good people like Alex Stein. Uh, Alex Stein can be found on Twitter at alexstein99, of course. Alexstein99, Conspiracy Castle on YouTube. We'll be back on the other side. He's my role model too. Yeah. All right, welcome back, folks. I'm telling you. Keep an eye on Alex Stein. Keep an eye on Alex Stein. You can keep an eye on Alex Stein by going to his Twitter, AlexStein99, is how you follow him. He's also on YouTube at AlexStein99, on uh, Instagram at PrimeTimeStein, and uh, his show. And his show, of course, is uh, Conspiracy Castle on band dot video so Alex of course we, we mentioned a little bit you you've gotten some some tussles with some true right-wing heroes like uh, Dan Crenshaw and and Ted Cruz and yet their reaction has been a little bit different from one another uh, what's the difference between the way Ted Cruz reacted to you asking perhaps uncomfortable questions and Dan Crenshaw's reaction
13: well Ted Cruz is more professional because he didn't want to you know acknowledge it at all. He didn't want to give me any publicity whatsoever, but Dan Crenshaw has the thinnest skin in the world. He at tweeted me, he called me a little boy, I'm a foot and a half taller than him, and he, he said I couldn't get any, he said I couldn't get any girls, which is provably false, and it's funny, so, you know, Isabella Riley, she's kind of a conservative thought, she's my friend, you know, she's kind of like a high conservative girl, so she is in a text message, she text messages Dan, and I had her text Dan, And she's my girlfriend, just to kind of troll him. And he's like, oh, you would date a beta. He just comes back with all these stupid comebacks. He's just not very creative, and he has thin skin. And that marketing campaign he had where he did the commercial, jumping out of the airplane, that, if you go back and watch that, is the cringiest, dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. It's like playing G.I. Joe and spending all that money for a commercial like that. This guy is an egomaniac. He's a self-righteous prick. Excuse my French. And, and like, seriously, we need to call him out. Because he wants the vaccine database. You know, he he LARPs as he's some conservative guy. He doesn't have our back. I'm sure at the end of the day, he would sell us out for, you know, whatever benefits him in the long run. I mean, he was one of the primary people pushing red flag
11: laws as soon as he got into office. So, I mean, how, how conservative can he really be when he's selling the Second Amendment uh, down the river? And, yeah, there's something about... The way he reacts to provocation, it's like he thinks he's AOC, where he can just sort of insult you with some sort of childish middle school insult, and that all of his, I guess, childish middle school followers will be like, oh, he called you a little boy. (laughs) He won the argument. It's like, no, that works with, you know, um, pardon my fridge, but dumbass leftists who actually, you know, (laughs) think on that level. But for conservatives, it just makes you look like a,
13: like a, an idiot, honestly, when
11: you when you just yeah. say stuff like that.
13: No, and his, his skin is so thin, then he had to come out with a video saying that he's not part of the World Economic Forum, which he might not be a card-carrying member, but he was one of the World Economic Forum's global young leaders, uh, rising leaders. So he shook. Like, what, like, if people would say this stuff to me, if I was a politician like Ted Cruz did, you don't give it the time of day, but because Dan Crenshaw gave me the time of day, then people were like, "Oh, who is Alex?". Einstein? And then the Ted Cruz confrontation went viral. So these people shouldn't shine a light. They should try to not get down in the mud with me like a goblin that I am, which is fine <laughs> because I don't have this. I don't have this self righteous nature about myself. I know that I'm just a peon guy. I drive a Toyota 4Runner 2005 4Runner. Nearly 300,000 miles. I'm saying I'm not I don't want to, I'm not an elitist. I'm not I'm anti-materialism. All I care about is trying to have a decent lifestyle where I can pay my bills, I can feed myself, I can feed my cats, I can take care of my family, my dad. I don't want all this accoutrement, all the crap that they need. The world is not enough for these people because they go into office like Dan Crenshaw, he has one of the best stock profiles since he's been in office. Dude, quit worrying about your stock profile and start worrying about the American people that are suffering right
11: now. Hundred percent. I love, uh, I love the image of Alex Stein sitting in front of a grand piano and a crackling fireplace, saying, <laughs> you "Not know, materialist." They actually. Yeah, it's a fake. I know. Fake, yeah,
13: <laughs> right. But yeah, it's a conspiracy <laughs> castle. We have to have the castle vibe. But seriously, I, it, like, like I think that's one of the biggest problems in society too, is the materialism, is that we oh, put yeah. our ego into inanimate objects. And that's what's going, that's what's wrong. These people, it's like once they get into, you know, powerful positions like AOC, she's complaining that $176,000 isn't enough to pay Mm -hmm. her bills. Like these, It's just, it's never enough with these people because the only way that they get happy is they have this comparison mindset. They always want to compare each other to each other and that's the, thats comparison is the thief of joy. We need to just be happy with what we got. Instead of trying to compare it to each other, we're always going to be, we're always going to lose. There's always going to be somebody richer, more powerful. There's always going to be George Soros. There's always going to be some guy at the top. And if you're trying to get there, you have to step on people to get there. And I don't want to do that. So I I want to call out the people that are trying to step on us. And I I
11: always try to remind people, like, at the end of the day... I'm happier. Alex Stein is way happier than George Soros ever will be, and Jeff Bezos ever will be. I mean, you see this guy working out, this pathetic, bald, cockroach-eating weirdo, uh, trying to make, trying to get everybody to think he's cool, dating some weird-looking plastic surgery model. Like It's all like surface and appearance, and at the end of the day, they have to look in the mirror and see themselves looking back, and that's got to be the worst curse of all, but just as a quick note on your— uh, Greg Reese actually texted me during the break saying, "I dream of having a swank, cozy room like Alex Stein's green green screen backdrop." <laughs> so you're, uh, you're you're inspiring people's uh, comfort level as well. But uh, there has been a lot of reaction, and you know your your confrontations, and I don't even know if I call them confrontations. You're just you're asking questions, and you're getting in people's faces with a camera, uh, but it's. It's not aggressive, the way that you approach these people, but the way that you're approaching Ted Cruz and uh, Dan Crenshaw, I mean, that's a change from your normal M.O., uh, and like I said, sort of an evolution of it is, like, what else are you working on? Are you going to keep doing that type of stuff? Are you going to keep doing the city council
13: meetings, or are you moving on from that? I mean, just what's next for Alex Stein? Well, I'm gonna keep going to public meetings. I went to a bunch in California, and a, and a bunch of people recognized me. So, you know, it's funny. Like the effect, they, they don't, they don't turn on the front camera. But I, you have to constantly be re- reinventing yourself. And right now, you know, for, full stop. Just a little inside baseball. So I'm working with Jason Whitlock, and he's, you know, he's a broadcaster at the Blaze. And what we're trying to do is get me uh, press credentials so I can go out to uh, sporting events and call out athletes for the hypocrisy, like LeBron James like Steve Kerr, like Greg Popovich. So, you know, I mean, we can talk about this because I feel like if we talk about it and we put it out into the ether, like, you know, it it will manifest itself even more. But that's what I'm currently working on. And I have to constantly be evolving. I mean, my dream, I guess, is just to be a broadcaster. It's not, I guess, I mean, I want to be a broadcaster, but I I don't just want to be a broadcaster. I want to go out on the street. I want to create, you know, content so you can see me grinding and shining, like I say. You know, I don't want to just necessarily, I do want to sit in front of a studio and a microphone but I also want to go out there and be some sort of social activist not to virtue signal, but to try to make people ask the question of is this real or is this fake? Because not enough people question the reality in which we live in. Like they, they this is the fact that the mainstream media say, oh, sudden adult best syndrome is a, is a real oh, thing. Yeah, I know. People need to question that. People need to question that. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to agree with me. I don't even necessarily want to try to convince you or argue with you so that we have the same viewpoint. I just want you to ask the questions that are right in front of you. I want to try to address the elephant that is in the room. That you know, we constantly ignore. And it's so funny that that is what makes you so
11: dangerous. It's not that you're trying to push a specific uh, position. I mean, in a way, you are right—nationalism versus globalism, or individuality versus the the collective. I mean, you have a position that you're pushing, but really, at the end of the day. I agree with you. We don't want people to necessarily go from believing them to believing us and nothing in between. No, you need to ask questions. You need to be skeptical. And at least we can plant that seed of doubt in your mind that maybe what you're hearing on the news is not the reality. And then you need to ask yourself, if it's not, then why are they telling you it? And just asking like a little kid going, why, why, why? And just going deeper and deeper and deeper into, you know, what's behind all of this is really all it takes. And that's why they're so scared of people like yourself, just getting normal people to Take, take a second look at some of the things that, they're, uh, that they've been told, because this entire establishment, this entire corrupt structure relies on mindless, unquestioning obedience. And it might not seem like that. We're in America where you can do whatever you want, do whatever you want. But in reality, they keep you in a very uh, confined, uh, um, you know, mental state where you, you can't break out of that until someone like Alex Stein shows up, like the uh, like the woman from the 1984 commercial in Apple, and just throws the hammer through the screen and shatters the reality, and, and hopefully uh, shakes you out of this delusion that you're trapped in, this coma that you're uh, asleep in. So we'll be back on, on uh, the other side with Alex Stein. We are gonna talk about the lawsuits uh, that you have coming up, because there's more than one I'm learning, and they're all exciting. Alex Stein coming to us live from the Conspiracy Castle from the vaunted halls of that great establishment, the Conspiracy Castle. That's, that's the channel on Video where you can find Alex Stein. It's working. You can also find him on Twitter at AlexStein99. I said <laughs> you follow him there. And setting the mood for appropriately high-class discussion that we're having here. Now, earlier we discussed the term conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theory, this term that was invented by the CIA to discredit without proof any accusations against them, essentially. Anything out of the ordinary, label it conspiracy theory, and you can ignore it with uh, without having to give a reason why. But there's another... Uh, it's just a. It's really just a tactic. Conspiracy theory is one way they do it. The other way they're doing it now is by claiming that uh, somebody who's an activist or somebody who's against the establishment paradigm is a proud boy, a racist, uh-huh. an extremist. It's all of these labels to once again have to not acknowledge the reality of the situation, which is you've got Alex Stein, a actually conservative, non-globalist individual with no... You know, uh, uh, systemic ties and, or power of any sort, just going out and asking questions, and yet they call you all sorts of horrible things. Uh, Alex, how are you dealing with that?
13: Well, I mean, honestly, I could care less, uh, and I'm not trying to keep name dropping, but Tucker asked me a similar question. He's like, How do you deal with the hate? I mean, I don't care. I don't, I mean, honestly, like, I know, I'm just here, I'm serious, like, I'm not going to be universally liked, you know, and it's like, uh, I, I don't really have anything to lose. I don't have some, you know, establishment job, I don't have a wife and kids which I do want to have one day but right now all I got is a bunch of cats so if they kill me I mean I'm going to be terrible for my cats I don't know who's going to raise them but I'm saying I got nothing to lose and that's the most fearful thing is a homeless man that has nothing to lose that's the person that's most dangerous so that's what I am so they want to label me all these things oh I'm a right wing extremist or you know I'm this I'm actually pretty moderate in a lot of the you know I'm, I'm pretty libertarian when it comes to a lot of my you know Viewpoint, it, but still the Overton window has gone so far left. Of course, I'm a right wing conservative nut job to these people eh? because they it's just all about
11: labels. Right, and, and of course it doesn't bother you personally. It doesn't bother me personally, and that's sort of our superpower. That's why we can say the truth because you know we don't care if you want to lie and, and want to be mad at us for telling the truth. Sorry, you have to deal with that yourself. So on a personal level, you know it's not going to. It's not going to make you lose any sleep at night, but of course the reason they're labeling you that is to try to dissuade people from interacting with you, to try to stop people from treating you like somebody who's you know worthy of consideration or uh, decency or respect of any sort. They want to, to label you something to destroy what you're doing and destroy you personally, so while you might not care, it, it is having an effect, right, and, and you're fighting back against this
13: no you're hundred percent right they want to exclude me from things they want to make it so I can't be a part of stuff so I couldn't get press passes so I, you know, I, I am labeled but I'm fighting back I'm suing Clay Jenkins for you know a, a first amendment rights violation because he did not literally and, and, and this is the difference between a city council meeting and a commissioner's court there are more rules for them um, to enforce, right? But there's also more rules for them to violate in a commissioner's court. So if they violated their law by having me unlawfully removed, and it wasn't even the the county judge Clay Gingham, that did it, it was his right hand man, John Wiley Price. So I got their goose cooked. Now, you can pull up the lawsuit, but the reason why I'm in such a good mood today, forget about, you know, all the whatever, the people, you know, me just being on InfoWars or these videos going viral, is I have them in the crosshairs. I've, I've been on the phone with the county attorneys, and my, my attorney's been on the phone with the Dallas County attorneys. They already want to settle. They do not want to push this to the finish line because they know that I'm a crazy person with nothing to lose. And this is why I'm, but, but this is why I want to do it, is I want to send the message. It's not about the money. The reason why I want to take it all the way is because we need to show show these politicians that they cannot limit our free speech. The, the, the public meeting is one of the last places on earth where we're allowed to go up there and testify and say how we feel. And if they're going to limit that because they don't like what we say and because they don't like what we're saying, we're exposing them, then I have to, I, I don't like to be a virtue-signaler, but in this instance I have to virtue-signal. Because it's not just a right-wing thing, not just a left-wing thing. Going and speaking at these public meetings, the reason why I started culture jamming and acting absurd is because people would go there and speak seriously about how their house caught on fire because their, the fire department didn't put out the neighbor's house on fire fast enough, or how CPS took their kids away because they got a DWI, which is bad. I'm just saying, you know, the, the, these kids are now in, you know, in foster care. Just, there's a lot of stuff where people—it doesn't matter what your political ideology is—they they go up there and they speak because they're trying to bring awareness to their cause, and they don't pay attention. So that's when I started going insane. Well, then the more insane I got, the more attention I got, and then the, the more afraid they got because I'm mocking them back for mocking us. And so they tried to limit my free speech. They worked in cahoots. They don't want to go into discovery because we know that we're going to be able to find out that they were messaging each other, hey, if Alex Stein does this, you know, kick him out of the meeting if he does right. A, B, or C, or D. So, so, so let, they know that there's a lot under the surface. Well, let's, let's lay the groundwork here for people that don't know about the, the event and, and,
11: of course, the subsequent um Lawsuit that you're bringing. So, what exactly happened? Give us the timeline. You've been doing this for a while. People started to know you had a couple videos go viral. So, and especially people in the surrounding area probably told each other, hey, you know, here's this guy that comes around. So, uh, when did this happen and what exactly took place?
13: So Let me give you a little context. The video that they're playing right now, this is Judge Clay Jenkins. Now, he is uh, basically, uh, you know, funded by the deep state, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's, you know, the county judge is in in charge of a lot of, uh, you know, financial responsibilities. So he is bought and sold for by the pharmaceutical companies, by the medical industrial complex, whatever you want to call it. He's the one that sued Governor Abbott multiple times when Governor Abbott, uh, you know, took away the mask mandate. So he was actually making us wear a mask when it wasn't a law. So this guy at the end of the day is not a good person so I've called him out in person before in the past so he knew exactly who I was and I had signed up to speak at the commissioner's courts uh, meeting and I had to move my spot so so he knew that I was coming up there and the day that I was signed up I was like oh they, they, they had this really long meeting they had to push the public comment to the end of it so they let me reschedule it to the following two weeks now then then now fast forward to those two weeks So now it's my turn to go speak in front of the meeting and Clay Jenkins is shook As soon as I get up there, he pulls out his cell phone because they know they've been talking about, oh, if Alex does anything crazy, we're going to kick him out. But what I did was is I pulled out, there's a D Magazine interview that he did because now he's been a politician, I believe, for 12 years in Dallas County. Well, I think it was his first year. He did an interview talking about how when he was at Baylor, uh, the school in in, uh, Waco, Texas, that he got arrested multiple times. And one time is for trespassing in a women's dorm room for stealing underwear as a prank, as a panty rape. So I just pulled out, that's what he said, the bailiff is handing him right now the uh, the D Magazine article, and I just read the article, what, what, you know, what was in it, and immediately, within 30 seconds, you'll see John Wiley Price, he hits the gavel, and they have me forcefully removed from the court, which is unlawful, and so luckily there's other commissioners on the court that agreed with me and said this is an unlawful removal, and, and publicly stated this on Twitter and Facebook they know that they broke the law and what did i do they didn't realize that i was going to get an attorney man up and file a federal lawsuit in, uh, in Judge Fitzwater's court in Dallas Central Court and now they're singing the blues now they're trying to settle they don't want to go to court because they know it's a guaranteed L for them but I'm telling you Harrison I'm so crazy my attorney is, is you know he's he's advocating that I take the money and run if they do if the, if the settlement money's fine I don't want to do that as a matter of fact I'm almost thinking about trying to push it as far as possible and I'll donate it like, like Amber, Ree- or Amber Heard even though she's terrible she said she's going to donate to charity I'll donate some back to the Dallas Food Kitchen or something you know what I mean because I don't want to say like I'm just trying to steal all their money, but I also want to send a message that other county commissioners, other city council members, they cannot limit our free speech. That is our, you know, our God-given right in the Constitution. They cannot take that away because they do not like what we're saying for me the free speech uh, uh, part of it is the most important issue yes i would like some money to shut the heck up but for me the money is not my motivation my motivation is calling out the injustice and then taking away our constitutional rights no and it's a powerful thing and uh, you know unfortunately i can i can hear
11: now a lot of people going oh well he's just a provocateur he was doing a stunt so we had to kick him out and where's that line fall i mean is that really something is that really a justification you're going to give to the government to silence a citizen because you know, maybe he's done comedy stuff in the past, like, like what you're saying wasn't true, like the magazine you're, you were reading from weren't the words of the person you were talking to at that time. I mean, it's a very slippery slope. If you allow them to get away with with silencing you, why couldn't they silence the next person that's going up to try to expose them for misdeeds and, and prevent, you know, greater injustice down the line? It's a uh, it's a. A precedent-setting thing if they if they're allowed to get away with it, and of course in this world money talks. And so if you can punish them for that, the message will go out to city councils around the country to go, hey, look, even if you don't like what they have to say, you're, you you got to just grin and bear it and let them have their couple of minutes because otherwise they're going to bankrupt us and, and get us into lawsuits. So keep them on their keep them on their heels, Alex. Keep them uh, keep them on their on their back foot because that's what's needed right now. It's pushing back against these people who think that they get to just do whatever they want. Not not the Conspiracy Castle. Not with King Alex Stein reigning over the world. We'll be back with our final segment with Alex Stein. Don't go anywhere, folks. This to our final segment as we're joined live by Alex Stein from his uh, very fancy Conspiracy Castle he has there. It's, It's a, a glorious... Uh, Victorian age now, it's uh, it's great stuff, and you know it's so funny during the break. I was saying to Alex, you know, this will be our last segment. What do we want? And he's like, well, we don't have to keep talking about me. You know, he he doesn't want to just talk about himself the whole time. There's other news to talk about. He wants to get into other stuff. But I try to tell him, Alex, you don't understand. Our audience is. Uh, famished. We're we're starving for somebody to fight back, for somebody to stand up and, and rattle the uh you know rattle the chains that are around us. And so you know, hearing about you suing these people and fighting back and not letting them get away with calling you all sorts of horrible things, not letting them get away with silencing you during a, a city council meeting, we are living vicariously through you, Alex. And we so appreciate you uh, you know f- going and being on the front lines of this battle in a in a real real way. And I I know I speak for a large portion of the audience when I say that.
13: Well, I really appreciate that, and, and, and you said some nice stuff about me, you know, during the break, and this is the thing is, when you go to these city council meetings, a lot of people, you know, they're labeling, oh, you're doing it for YouTube clicks. Well, yeah, I'll be honest, yeah, I'm trying to bring awareness to it, because when I was speaking serious at these meetings, they didn't pay attention to me. But now that I've already done that bit, I'm able to go up there, and now I can also speak semi-eloquently. I'm not the smartest, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm halfway decent. I don't have the, you know, most silver tongue, but I can also put on the serious... Uh, act and that's what they don't like and that's what people don't realize is that yeah I can go up there on a women's bathing suit or I might go up there with a lot of evidence of you know people being a, you know hypocrites so that's why I'm standing up and fighting not just for the YouTube clips clips, or just for the, the cloud, like the people are saying, is I'm trying to bring awareness to a much bigger issue because I'm telling you, Harrison, the biggest compliment that I get is when people say, oh, well, you know what, Alex? I saw you speak at a meeting, so I wouldn't spoke at my school board meeting. Right. I, I spoke at my city council meeting. I did this or I did that because people... If you don't start standing up for what you believe in, nobody's going to stand up for you. Literally, nobody's going to do it for you. So it is your chance, your finite time on this earth is very short. So if you are, are, you know, being, you know, unjustly, you feel like the world is being unjust to you, Go stand up and speak for yourself. I can't speak for everybody, but what I can do, like Fight Club, is I can encourage other people in other cities to go speak out. And there's other people that are emulating me, and that's what I love more than anything, when people are like, oh, I'm gonna go troll the city council, or I'm gonna speak seriously. It doesn't matter. Just have your voice heard do something about it because even if it doesn't make a difference after you speak you feel cathartic you feel good you feel like you got something off your chest i've never had one person tell me after they spoke at a meeting they said oh well it wasn't funny or it wasn't this i spoke seriously they all said that they felt so great afterwards So I'm just trying to encourage other people to go speak up for what they believe in. It doesn't even have to be the same thing that I believe in. Just go speak up for yourself. Because Listen, I can wear the bathing suit to call out the hypocrisy of Leah Thomas, and I can make fun of all the trans agenda and how they're trying to, you know, sexualize our children and make them have some sort of, you know, homosexual uh, imagination, and and there's just a lot of creepy things that they're doing to subvert our children that I'm trying to bring attention to. But for you, it might be just a normal cause. Go speak up. I'm begging you. If you're watching this right now and you're an info warrior and you feel compelled to do it, it's like all these, you know, pulpit pimps or whatever. They tell you they could, you know, they want you to tithe and give them money. I don't want five cents from you. I want you to go stand up for yourself. That's what I want,
11: Harrison. A hundred percent, and I think that's an important distinction that we talked about during the break, that when you were kicked out of this commissioner meeting, you were not doing it as a joke. You were not dressed up in a funny costume. They can't use the excuse, well, he was just taking up public time for his own. You were there with a serious issue, and I think that's an important distinction to make for any of the naysayers out there that say, well, he doesn't deserve to be able to speak. He's just a provocateur. It's an important distinction that, no, you were there to be serious. You were there to make a serious point, and they kicked you out, uh, I guess just because of your reputation they assumed that you were going to do a, a prank or something, but that's not the case. And so you know, when we're talking about you getting kicked out and now you suing them and making them pay for it, that's because, again, they'll kick you out even if you're making a serious point or a joke either way you're allowed to go do that it's your minute you're a citizen you get to say whatever the heck you want to them as long as you know you're within the the bounds of whatever uh, rules they have which you were and yet you were kicked out that's illegal it has to be punished and so you know i i think it's great that you're pushing back against it but um but i think it's worth to note uh, worth you know it's worth it to note that you were being serious when you were
13: kicked out it wasn't they interrupted a prank that you were doing yeah and, and uh, that's the thing is i do go and speak seriously sometimes at these meetings so it, it's just different strokes for different folks that's why i encourage people are like oh wow well, Alex, well, i don't want to do that you know the bit you don't have to do a bit and you know this like everybody knows that you know you just have to stand up for yourself i keep repeating myself but that's just my favorite thing is like i'm getting viral sensation i'm going on tucker Carlson. all these doors are opening up for me guys but i'm telling you i didn't know that i had to go to a lot of meetings nobody you know paid attention to me at all so it's like the meme where the guy's like digging underground and he quits right before he hits the goal. It's like you just have to keep on grinding. They wanna keep you in that constant state of depression, that constant trauma based mind control. So you sit on your couch and you live vicariously through other people. And that's okay for some people. But for some people, you gotta go do something about it. You gotta go, you know, there's a deep state that's trying to control us and we need to call out all these politicians and the lower the level sometimes the most corruption is happening at these lower levels so it's not some innocuous thing a lot of people are like oh I don't vote because my vote doesn't matter well I'm telling you if you go speak to these politicians and you call them out that's almost more effective than voting because then that will actually invoke change so I actually encourage people to vote I'm just saying I always hear oh well my vote doesn't matter trust me go do something it does matter
11: yeah, and you know what if nothing else I love the idea that you strike fear into the heart of these petty tyrants who sit up as if they are, you know, queen of Timbuktu behind the, the, you know, city council desk, just ignoring the citizens, making money on the side, Yeah, send your, send your friend a contracting, you know, thing and give, give them a couple million dollars from the taxpayer funds. You know, they just sit up there exploiting the people, ignoring the people and feeling untouchable. And in a certain way, they are sort of untouchable. You can't, You can't do too much to them. They they got elected. They get to do what they want. And if people keep electing them, they'll keep being scumbags. But when you walk in and suddenly these people have to be on alert and suddenly they have to put their phone down and go, uh oh, something's about to happen like that alone to me and just striking the fear into their eyes, you know, seeing the fear in their eyes as you walk in, knowing that they're either going to be the butt of a joke or they might have an old article read out loud that exposes them for something they claim not to be. So. I love that that you're able to take that power back because it it really is a power dynamic shift whenever you or anybody walks in the room, uh, you know, to, to confront these people. It's beautiful.
13: No, I love it. I, you know, when I first used to go there, I felt like I was going to the principal's office. But now I feel like I'm, i got a substitute teacher. I can just run shop on them. You know, I'm like, oh man, I've to all these meetings. I know this backwards and forwards. When I first went, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, what am I doing? But now I've been to so many meetings. Like I said, that substitute teacher analogy is like, listen, I'm coming into class. We're putting on a movie, and we're not doing a dang <laughs> thing in class today. You know, I, I mean, my my, I got a lot of practice being a class clown. And that's the other thing, though, Harrison is people want to make fun of this, but there's a viral video where. Fox where I called into a meeting in Hawaii and I talked about how you know, it was a a meeting about how the roads, the public roads had to be closed and how this was going to cost all these people's money because these are big tourist roads. And I said, oh, the road should be closed because a rock hit my car and I got a DWI and that the tow truck driver (laughs) suffered my wife. And I I said, all these were dumb Hawaiians. And all the people in the meeting freaked out, right? Well, it it made viral news. Fox covered it. And they even said the person running the meeting said, well, I don't want to give Alex Stein clout. I can't do a Hawaiian impression. But he brought us together in the meeting. Like after he, you know, said all that stuff, we all came together and we worked on the issue and we got it handled because sometimes in these ultra serious situations you need a class clown to take to add some levity because you, you're right these politicians sit up there are so self-righteous and just so you know they're so ultra serious they're voting on how far a sidewalk should be they're voting on if a new diner can open up you know what i mean these are very innocuous things not that they're not important but they're not the most important thing in the world, so we shouldn't be ultra-serious. We need to be more laid back around each other, but we're constantly under tension. We're constantly, you know, arguing in traffic, flipping everybody the bird. we got to become more relaxed, and, you know, we've got to hold hands and sing kumbaya. I know that's not what's going to happen, but that is, you know, we really need to at least kind of strive towards that way of being friends with each other instead of being divisive. Because that's why they divide us, so we're fighting each other instead of going after the people that are causing all of our problems. Hundred percent! My goodness, you're you're such a good spokesperson for for this whole idea. And I,
11: I just randomly saw on Twitter, but I, I thought I'd bring it up because I think it sort of ties into everything we're talking about here. It's uh, Representative Myra Flores, the the latest who just flipped yeah. that Democratic district that's been Democrat for 100 years. She said, "I'm not." Elon, lo- Elon voted for her. Elon <laughs> voted for her. She, she's she's fantastic. She really is good. And she says, "I'm not loyal to a party. I'm loyal to God. I'm loyal to my family. I'm loyal to my community." I mean, the fact that this woman gets elected and is saying stuff like this and again represents this growing wave of people just like her that go I don't care about Republican or Democrat I'm not going to kowtow to Dan Crenshaw and Ted Cruz because they've got an R next to their name I support the American people and I'm against this globalist satanic crap and uh, that's really a,
13: a swell
11: that's happening underground isn't it
13: yeah, and I think that is it. We do need to connect to whatever your religion may be. You have to realize there is a creator and that there is some sort of purpose in life and that we're not just some big bang cosmic accident. You know, we didn't just evolve from scum. There's somebody that played... Play on the record player that put all this stuff in motion, so we need to connect back to that spirituality and try to find some sort of happiness, you know, in your life. Your life is not meaningless. Is my point. They want to make you feel like your life is just an accident, but it's not. And I just want to say thank you so much, Harrison, for having me on. It's always a pleasure when you invite me on the Info War. Well, you are of
11: course have an open invitation. You're welcome at any time, any any time, day or not. We, we love to tune into uh, Conspiracy Castle, Conspiracy Castle on Band Video, Alex Stein ninety nine on Twitter, Prime Prime Time. Stein on Instagram, Alex Stein99 on YouTube as well, but check him out on Bandai video. He's You're uh so
5: he's
3: keeping that torch there.
11: aflame, folks. <sighs>